All right. Welcome back to another episode of Fire the Cannon brought to you by Texas Sports Unfiltered. I'm Rocky. I'm Megan. And we are Fire the Cannon. So we're going to get rocking here as soon as we can pull up our intro. Like, we weren't on it. <laughs> we, we weren't ready. We were, Where are we you were at chat- with this? We're we, talking too much. <laughs> we were chatting with our friends. All right. Sorry, Ch- Chip Brown. You missed the music. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We have a lot today, even though it was a bye week, it, it'll stop. Yeah, we have a lot today. So we're going to catch up on where we've been, what we did over the bye week, how things went. Um, we have some thoughts on Star Expressor. Mm-hmm. We are going to um, actually have some, well, we have some fun today. So 20 questions and I have 10, you have 10. Well, together we'll come up with 20 yeah. to ask each other about Texas slash sports. Yeah. And then we're going to get into it about Jimbo. I think we, we've, we we've been to. really kind to the Aggies, but we're going to just it's time. give some statistics. <laughs> and talk about what well, this the state of the Aggies because they're our neighbors right over the road. Yep. Um, craziness week seven college football. We're looking making our predictions coming up. Some amazing games for and, sure. Yes, Texas sports, and then we have our minute rant. So we have a full two hours. We do. We love it. And of course, you guys, if y'all have questions, we want y'all to jump in too. So during our twenty questions segment, you know, if you've got questions for Rocky, you got questions for me, throw them up. Hey, Richard, good to see you. Thanks for joining us as always. We appreciate you being here. And our friend Sal. <laughs> Sal has hey, actually Sal. been my friend for 20-something years. Um, been a maybe minute. Coming, yeah, over 25 years. Sal's been my rugby friend. Good to see you, man. Thanks for checking in. Love it. I love it. All right. Well, let's jump in. Let's jump in. We, You had a crazy week, a busy week, and a busy weekend here yes. in the, the one time that you're not dedicated to Texas football, the one weekend that you have. Where are we at? Um, well, so when I was talking to you about that, I wanted to go to the, I did not go to the England game. Good thing. Oh my <laughs> God. The right. Titans didn't even go to the England game. Uh, <laughs> they the, the team at home. Yeah. Scrubs. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they can figure out the time change. Like they didn't know when the game started. I don't know. Um, but anyway, what you were like, you should just go away somewhere for the weekend. Yeah. And I want to hang out with Nadia. And I was like, yeah. what? that's amazing. Cause we hop around with Nadia a lot, but it's fun. She loves being with you. It's yeah. fun for us to kind of get away without Nadia too, which is also great. So Richard and I went down to Mexico cause yeah. most, of you know, we have a house there, so but we haven't been able to go back and forth much lately. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went down for the weekend and just stayed in our own house, watched a ton of rugby, met our friends around at the little restaurant shops and things yeah. and sat on the beach, watched football in our own house which is really cool. I love it. Um, and that, thank you yeah, so much. Sure. Listen, you what all the things you did with Nadia. I love Nadia. Like, And she, I have my Argentina rugby jersey. <laughs> you can't rocket. tell. So before, I was going to ask you about yeah, it. Yeah. So, Argentina shocked the world, beat Wales, and we are now in the final four to semifinals. So it's down to Argentina, New Zealand, play Friday, mm-hmm. England, Richard's team, and South Africa. South Africa. How, yeah. oh, I almost forgot. How can I forget you, South you Africa? Can't forget South Africa. Yeah. So those those games are Friday and Saturday, two o'clock our time in Austin. So it's gonna it. be good rugby. It'll be fun. Okay. Yeah. Sorry for all this time. No, you're good. You're for good. I mean, time. you know, I've I've your daughter watched me all weekend, which was nice. It was I had, nice. Of I had adult, to take care of. You. Yeah, I had adult supervision, so <laughs> that was good. But yeah, no, we we uh, bounced around. I took her out to. Uh, she had a wrestling match. She's still getting over concussion protocol. Yes. Obviously, you know that. Um, but her team was wrestling out in Dri- Dripping Springs. So mm-hmm. we popped out there and there to support the team and got to see the solar crypt. 
eclipse, which was oh, super the solar cool. Eclipse. Yeah, it was neat. It was neat. I yeah. again, you took good pictures. Oh well, I tried. I looked like an idiot, I'm sure, because I had my glasses on, um, and then I had glasses just over don't my stare phone. Stare right into it. Yeah, don't like... trump it. Just stare right. <laughs> but yeah, I had the glasses over the phone and was taking stuff. So I, I'm that big nerd that was out there for longer than anybody. But man, I love good that job. stuff. It's a good time. It's That's a good time. Good. But yeah, we uh, and you made amazing cookies. We did. We made some cookies and we watched. They're a bunch still of... too good to eat. Those cookies were so beautifully painted <laughs> I that I that. laid them. Actually, I forgot to tell you, I just went ahead and laid them in parchment paper yeah. and put them in the freezer. Oh, thanks. So they're perfectly ready to like pull out Take for out. Halloween. All right, I love it. We will we will eat them, but they're so beautiful. Yeah, we'll save them for Halloween proper. They're but... so beautiful. Yeah, no, we watched a bunch of Halloween movies. I listen Christmas has a special place in my heart, like for a lot of people, but Halloween is the jams. Yeah. Nadia too. I like yeah. going all out and I like the weird stuff that, that comes out and I, I, love it. I enjoy it. So yeah, it was a good weekend laid back, um, you know, hung out with the dogs here and that was always, it's always organized chaos. It feels like when all of our dogs get together, but yeah, it was good. It was yeah. a good time. Mostly so ours is barks. Yeah. Well, and she's a herder. She needs to be herding all the big dogs. Well, but y'all have your, uh, your anniversary coming up next weekend too, but we'll be in Houston for the game. So I feel yes. like Mexico was a good reset, like an early that was anniversary great. trip. Yeah, that was great. Cause our anniversary is this Saturday, 17 years. Amazing. That's crazy. It only it. feels like 400. No, I'm just kidding. I tell Richard that. Like <laughs> um, so, but this Saturday, the 21st mm -hmm. is our anniversary and we're, we will all be at the Houston game. And well, it was pretty much Texas on the road game. I mean, yep. Texas home game over there. So, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, the Texas game going to Houston, but we'll we'll be there on Saturday yep. and we'll get to stay and hang out and it's gonna be fun. It'll so. be a good time. Hey, CB, always good to see you. Thanks What's for up, Megan? man. I don't know how you have all this time in the world, but we truly appreciate you being here and always being our statistician and stay tuned. We might have a jumping question in. For you. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> you, man. We we love y'all being here. So again, as always, if you're not following us yet on uh hey, look, we're still Chip Brown and we're still oh, Zay. That's all right. I it'll love fit. it. It'll fit. We'll rock it. Um, but yeah, if you're not Follow following, too. it's TS Unlimited or Unfiltered. Unfiltered. I do this every you, time. Yeah, you do that. Every once, time. Once something like that is in your brain, it's, done. It, it's like I'm the stuck. way I mix Baylor and Kansas yeah, all, all the, the time, time for no yep. reason. Uh, yeah. At, at TS Unfiltered. Filtered. Yep. On yes. all the social media apps, of course, check us out. Yes. We are also Fire the Cannon. You can find us at Fire the Cannon 1. And of course, I'm Texas Fancy Boots. And I'm Rocky Nesbeth. So again, join us. Shoot, shoot us your questions, anything you guys want to chat about. Yes. We've got a, a pretty fun show today. So uh, we were actually, it's kind of funny because we were like, oh, it's a bye week. What are we going uh, to talk, talk about? And they're like, oh my goodness. Too much We stuff. have to narrow it down now. <laughs> we just started throwing things out of all the things that we want to talk about. And it's also a good time to, we did like a last week, a check-in on the st status of the team, but it's kind of good now, like after looking back last week, look forward. What right. do we have going on? Right. So I was thinking it'd be really fun. Uh, oh, same 10, I have, sorry, this is amazing. <laughs> 1021 anniversary. Same like 1021 it. anniversary, 17 years. That's awesome. You, you guys were also married on 1021 2006. That's awesome. That's amazing. And I want everybody to know there was not a Texas football game that day. There was not a rugby <laughs> game that day. Okay. Yeah. There was not an Aggies <laughs> game. Like every, everything lined up. We, only, we wouldn't have got married when Texas had a game. I Trust love it. me. I love it. That's amazing. That's very we're, cool. We're, we're twins. Oh, yeah, anniversary we're, twins. Anniversary twins. How fun. Well, okay. cool. Yeah, so let's jump in. Uh, you know, Sark had his presser. We're coming off yes. the bye week. Um, definitely looking ahead to Houston. There's some questions still. Um, but I agree. I was a little ranty last week. I think I'm over it now. That's okay. Looking forward. Looking excited to be there. Uh, so 
let's just jump in from Sark's presser. Um, he was pretty upfront. Oh, he always jumps right in. Uh, what was something that stood out to you from Sark's presser uh, that he addressed this week? Okay, we in my when we get to our 20 questions today, I'll elaborate on this more. But sure. um, about you get what you emphasize. He talked about like that a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, emphasizing forcing turnovers, red zone offense, two minute defense, mm -hmm. and special teams. Um, when we break down what we're looking at against Houston, I don't know. Even though Houston's not a great team, those few things are actually the things that they're good at. So we'll see if they can really force these things and make these things happen. Mm -hmm. That will be an improvement. But I think the thing that stood out to me the most, and we can talk about all the benefits of this, the, the way how wisely he used the bye week, and not just to rest people, which there mm -hmm. are everyone needs some rest right now and some injuries sure. that needed For recovering, sure. but to keep that competitive spirit and to keep the intensity, he talked about the twos and threes really going at it and giving them opportunity to compete, coaching them up. So, I mean, I'm sure off the top of your head, you can think of all these different reasons that that just helps the entire team. Sure. What do you think about that? Like, I yeah. dig it. Look, we we talked a lot about how the scout team really has helped this team be better. Prep for Alabama, prep for OU, prep, you know, where we need to be. So anytime you can get the twos and threes, people that don't see the ball, excuse me, necessarily as much, mm -hmm. it can't hurt, right? That was, even going back to max years, that was a big criticism. Like, mm -hmm. didn't necessarily have the twos and threes ready for, and, and they didn't have a lot of game time experience. When there were opportunities experience. to play them. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I like it. I like that we're we're giving our guys some rest. We're making sure they're good and healed. I know mm -hmm. there's still some question. We'll jump into injuries in a little bit. Still some questions there. But yeah, man, I I really like it. I I like that we you want to keep that intensity up. You want to keep that fire there. And you never know. The twos and threes, listen, they're hungry. They want yeah. to show what they can do. And they might be out for stealing some spots. So I like keeping that competitiveness up. I like mm -hmm. getting our guys some rest. I do hope my my one little worry about that is how rusty are we going to be? How rusty are our ones going to be coming off of a bye week where we came off not our greatest game, not our greatest performance, mm -hmm. coaching, execution, all of it. Does resting the ones and not really hammering on them in practice is that going to show up a little bit early in the Houston game? Is well, there I think be some rust? they'll still use this week to get back in a game week mode. Mm -hmm. I think last week was a reset and a challenge, sure. a different op opportunity. So I, he said, you know, mo Monday that they really went at it. Mm -hmm. So like they went back at it. So I, I feel like they'll be game mode mm -hmm. this week. And that's, ex that should be fun. I think when you have that taste that, not just an not just a loss, but the way they didn't start, they fought back, they almost had a chance, and they still was taken away. Um, Oklahoma took it away. Like when you have that taste in your mouth, mm -hmm. hopefully. And we've talked about this before, and it's one of the things Quan Cosby, our friend, always says that you gotta hate losing more than you like winning. Yeah. And this is a this is a time we're gonna see. Do they hate it? Did it just make them eat sick? them up? Did it yeah. eat them all week? Um, and not that we'll, it all will be answered in the first drive or the first defensive stand or anything like that, but it will, we'll have a gauge if they're focused and prepared and, and they, they're on a mission on, you know, at the end of Saturday afternoon, we'll know, we'll look back and say, man, they were on a mission today. Right. They were ready. They have that mm -hmm. hunger or they right. don't. They hated losing. And if they don't, there's going to be some major question marks for sure. Again, not the end of the world. But there's going to be it's, some question it's, marks. It's Are a, we really on in track? Progress. It's, yeah. it's a it's a 
program that's developing and getting better. Um, and we hope to see them better every week. Right. They took a little step back with their own performance. It, it's it's not the end of the world if you lose to a, a undefeated team. It is, but it is, it can't set you back if you didn't look your best. And right. they didn't. They didn't they look beat, the best. They, yeah. Oklahoma beat them, and mm -hmm. also they helped Oklahoma beat them. Right. So that was that was tough. Yeah, Texas definitely did not play their best game. But again, I think we'll see some of that fire. Now, right. I know we talked about, you know, we've got several folks out on the O-line. The O-line, you know, in my opinion, in the OU game, both lines got pushed around pretty good. But so we know that Hudson's out. We know that Ross is out. We know that, uh, oh, who was the third? Ross that we the, the D-line. Sorry, yeah. D-line, yeah. yeah. Uh, Majors. Majors, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got several of the O line out, but one of the good things that Sark specifically mentioned in the presser is that we got a lot of versatile guys, specifically yes. Hayden Connor. He talked about yeah, yeah, we we love Hayden and and that's one thing that we talked about with him in the offseason, even. And you know, we saw again a lot of that. I hate to keep bringing this back, but that first game we came back, you saw a lot of that rotation. Um, and right. again, this is where I think that's really this is something gonna, you were really talking about. It is. It is. And, and that's something that Hayden was talking about in the mm -hmm. offseason. They were really rotating guys through the O-line just to make sure that everybody had those that some experience at different positions right. for situations like this. So and for the first time in a long time, we've talked about this, you know, ad nauseum. So I'm not going to hammer too hard on it, but we're in a really good place talent wise with the O-line and in a place that we haven't been in a really long time. If this were a few years ago and we had three guys out that got heavy rotation in the O-line, I'd be freaking out a little bit. I'd be worried. Mm -hmm. I'd be concerned. But, you know, again, especially coming off this bye week, I'm, I'm not as concerned. Right. We know, you know, Sark said he's majors is in, and Hudson are both going to be a touch and go kind of game day decision, see how they're, they're doing. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel concerned about that which maybe again that should concern me i don't know i i don't know when to be worried at this point how about you how are you feeling about the o-line with injuries i'm i'm confident that because of the versatility and because he said sark said that everyone's practicing again mm -hmm. and that you know to be fair he's going to give them still the rest of the week to see if they're able to play mm -hmm. practicing and playing are two different things right, right. and um i I'm confident that they are they've they're preparing for all the alternatives of who they do they know they should have available and who may or may not be right. available. But game time. But is whoever different. is out there, what I we they still need to be physical. Mm -hmm. They still need to set a run game on the road. There's things that are going to ha have to happen no matter who is right. what five they put out there. They they still have things that they need to show that they want to play a physical like. Sark says a physical brand of football that can happen no matter what five have to start on. You on feel Saturday. confident that we will see that physical brand of football. Well, I'm saying that would no tell me who. that would tell me if it's going to be a good day if they come yeah. out and establish. If we see them getting pushed around early, especially against a team like Houston. Yeah, especially a team like Houston. That that would be that would be tough. Concerning, right? That would you be know, concerning. We I've been harping on this from the beginning of the season. Like this team is going to live and die by O line play. I really believe that. I we know agree. we know our defense is up to snuff. We know uh that that defense is gonna execute. O line has been a question mark in the past, but they've really stepped up and looked like a different and cohesive unit this mm -hmm. year. Um, but yeah, I think we're really living on uh living on that being uh how does the O-line perform? Right. Are we going to come through? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm confident. It's definitely, I think I agree with you on that. That first drive isn't going to determine everything. Mm -mm. But 
is going to tell us a lot about mentality tone. and where we're at yeah, for sure. Set the tone for sure. I love that. Yeah. Uh, again, Stark brings up, you know, again, in his presser, he was talking about, he was happy where we are on fourth down efficiency right. uh, with the offense. I both love and hate that comment. If I'm being honest, I, I love that we are efficient on fourth down. We are taking more risks. We are taking more chances. We're being more aggressive, mm -hmm. but I also don't love that we have so many fourth downs to be able to refer to. That's the problem. We're not <laughs> even in the top 50 right. in the nation in third down conversions right, right now. Right. So you're in the fourth down, which of course they go by percentages. So mm -hmm. right now, I, so I had to go look it up. He said he felt pretty good about it. So mm -hmm. I went and looked it up. Mm -hmm. We are tied um, at number 18, mm -hmm. tied with Oregon State and Fresno State. Hmm. Um, we've gone for 14. We've made 10. That's 0.714%. That's actually pretty good. That's good. Very efficient. Very that's efficient. good. Um, if we could bump up the third down numbers, then we wouldn't have to be there in fourth. Down. I mean, if you have this amazing fourth down play, can you run it on third? <laughs> right, right. No, I get it. I love that. And I don't know. Again, I do like that it speaks to this coaching all staff. All gas. Right. All gas, this coaching staff being more aggressive. We I want like that. Our team having that mentality, uh, being super aggressive there. But I, I don't love looking at our, again, we talked to Babers. Babers mm -hmm. would be ragging on this nonstop. That third down conversion rate is just not great for Texas. We're not mm -hmm. living where we need to. So, you know, we'll talk about this more uh, in the, the second hour when we're looking ahead to Houston, but it would be nice to see a little more efficiency on third down. Yes. Houston's a good team to practice that with. But there's definitely still some questions with that. So yeah, one of the other things he mentioned that he really wanted to work on was forcing turnovers mm -hmm. and getting the ball out of their hands. So forcing fumbles and recovering them. So we've had like some really big hits, like Catalan coming across was I want to say that was at the Kansas game and mm -hmm. it bumps right back, just lucky bounces right into the. Uh, and I mean, that's just unlucky, but the hit was good. The right. Force, it could have forced the technique that was there. turnover. Yep. So those kind of things, like if it just bounces Texas's way would be great. But Houston doesn't turn the ball over. So right. Houston is tied for number two in the nation mm -hmm. with only three turnovers for the season. Um, by comparison, Texas has seven now. And all three were interceptions. Yeah. So the opportunity is there for our DBs this weekend. But it's going to be, if Texas... If Texas gets the ball out of the running back's hand or out of the quarterback's hand, that's a huge win. And that it's not just forcing a turnover, which they're trying to do. That's forcing the first one of the season mm -hmm. on Houston. So they protect the ball in their hand. Right. That would be huge if Texas can pull off one of those. Absolutely. Well, and the other thing, too, it's not like Texas's numbers were terrible. We were winning the turnover battle throughout the season until we hit the OU game. Yeah. And again, that was just... One of those things where we weren't protecting the ball, we might have been getting a little bit ahead of ourselves uh, just with nerves. I have no and doubt. predictable play calling. And predictable play calling. Now, look, I have no doubt that there were several players over this past bye week that have been sleeping with the rock, right? Like uh, having yeah. it in their hands, keeping it. Like that. That's a, that's a point. Texas, it is hard to win games. It's hard to go to championships mm -hmm. if you can't protect the ball so that's huge so that'll definitely especially be especially on the road yeah agreed that'll definitely be a key matchup to keep an eye out for now we've also talked about special teams a mm -hmm. little bit and that was something that Sark addressed in his presser um their kickoff return defense is looking decent right or are we yeah we with it with the mistakes that Texas has had again I feel like this is a, a week to week little things are getting cleaned up 
but we are in that second half of the season now. Mm-hmm. I will continue to scream this from the mountaintops. I don't think Worthy is the guy to have back there. <laughs> I'm going to say it until I'm blue well, in the face. Texas is not even ranked in the top 50 in kick returns. And the talent we have, where's the return game? Right. It just it hasn't come together. And I do, look, I'm, I'm a proponent. At a certain point, you 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 let the guys play, right? You let them work their shit out. You let them get through it. You let them get over the jitters. But again, we're halfway through the season. I I really have to think that if we start to see some of those slow plays, slow starts, overthinking on special teams, you got to make a change and you got to make it quick. So I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I hope I eat crow and we have a kick, you know, a kickoff return and Worthy is looking phenomenal. I just, I'm just not quite convinced from what I've seen so far that his head is where it needs to be. And he doesn't Hopefully have that comfort comes. yet. Hopefully it comes with being on the, being on the returns. The positive side to that is that while we have only had one punt return, no kick returns, mm-hmm. Texas defense has given up zero mm-hmm. punt returns and kick returns, which is big. Um, Houston now has two mm-hmm. kick returns. We'll talk about that later, but they have two returns and Texas hasn't given up any. So we'll see what gives there. Um, Cause Houston feels pretty confident about their return game. Yeah. So if, if Texas, Texas does need to step up where they are offensively on returning, absolutely returning kicks and punts. Yeah, got to got to win that turnover, uh, you know, battle, and you got to do something with your special teams. We really do. You need to get points out of them. You need to have that great field position. Mm-hmm. So we know that's that's all things that they're working on. Right. Um, but that will be a nice matchup to see with Houston. Yeah. So all right, well, we'll jump into. We'll talk more about our predictions and looking forward to the Texas at Houston game uh, again, coming up in the second hour. But yeah. for now you've got this new, you had this idea. I did. I thought it'd be fun to just ask each other random ass 20 questions. questions. I like it. And if you have any questions you want to add to our questions, y'all can throw them in there too. That all, yeah. Throw your questions in too. So I have a few and you have a few and together we'll come up to around 20. We'll so see. you sprung this on me a little bit last I minute. I did. I did a little bit last minute. So I have a couple extra questions if so you need, if you, we need to get you tell me. No, I mean, I've got my questions for you, but you tell me, are we going to do this one question, one question? How, how, what is the Sure. Let's take envision? turns. Let's take turns. We're just going to be chaos and all over the no, place. I just, like it. Let's just take turns um, <laughs> asking questions. I like it. All right. Well, I'm going to kick this off since you sprung oh, this on what? me and I have no idea what you expect out of this. And no, I'm going to jump in. Any question. I know. I I'm like looking, it. I'm actually looking for my paper where I have the rest of Texas schedule for the rest. Of I the like season. it. All right. Well, I'll okay. ask you this. If you couldn't be a fan of Texas, Texas was off the table. Uh-huh. Who would you pick? Sanford. Easy. Damn. Easy. That was Easy. super fast. I, 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 I like Stanford a lot. Academics. Their campus is beautiful. I had yeah. a blast when I'm there in that area. Um, I just, they're not just because they came back and won, but I, I have, we'll talk I about have, that too. <laughs> I, my daughter, like that's her dream school. Well, what now it's Brown, but that's been the dream school. Yeah. Like we, should, we love it when we're there. We just Y'all I, visited quite a few yeah, times. Yeah. We, we go up there. We've gone games up there, rugby stuff up there. I I'm a fan of Stanford. I appreciate how hard it is for them to recruit athletes with the academic standards and being in the corner of the country. It is a beautiful area, but it's hard to draw, especially if you, you know, the top academic students, it's so easy to go mm-hmm. northeast to a hundred choices. Um, so Stanford. All yeah. right. That was fast. That yeah. was, and that you, was who would you be a fan of? Well, if we're gonna take well, Texas off who the table. Are you also a fan? We already well, know Michigan State. Let me I'm ask taking you them question. off the table. Yeah. I'm taking Michigan State off the table. 
I don't know. I haven't, I enjoy Nebraska. I know that is that a lot of folks don't, mm. I know yet. I mean, I, I have no problem with them either way. Some, some people have had some experiences with yeah. Nebraska fans that they don't love. I got to tell you, I think they've got one of the best fan bases oh, good. in the country. Now, I'm clearly not picking this based on how the team is doing right now. Oh, you sure you're not but, rolling, right, rolling with them to finish right, the season right with with Rule doing a doing his thing. Okay, uh, but yeah, listen, I I've always had fun at Nebraska. I've always had great interactions with their fans there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what, you know, volleyball and football, it's been a good time. I've got some good. really good Nebraska friends. So yeah, I'd have to I'd have to say go Big Red if it wasn't for uh, obviously Texas and okay. Michigan State. That that's a good question. <laughs> All right, here's my question. All right. Um, we have now at Houston, mm-hmm. home BYU, K-State, at TCU, at Iowa State, home Tech. Mm-hmm. What is Texas' record in the – now that we've seen enough of the team, mm-hmm. a lot of the team, mm-hmm. how does Texas finish in the last six games? Mm, you're putting me on the spot here. Yeah. All right. 20 questions. No, I like it. Uh, listen, at the beginning of the season, I said Texas was going to finish 10-2. and two. I, I believe – I didn't think the Bama game was going to be a loss, but I thought we were going to lose two that Texas maybe shouldn't have. And I didn't have OU as a loss either. So I'm still not a hundred. Like we started no, we'll off strong. Just say out of that last six games. No, I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm okay. talking myself oh, okay, through okay. this as we go. So we didn't start, like we started really strong. And then I started going, damn, we might not lose a game. Then OU happened, right? Yeah. So I still have some trepidation about a couple of the games left and I'm still going to stick with this. Listen, as the season's gone on, I know you looked at me like I had grown a third head when I said ISU worries me because we're playing Iowa State. Ames. Right. Iowa State. <laughs> um, I, Not Indiana. State. Yeah, no. Well, listen, <laughs> weird shit happens at Ames at night. Yeah. I still stick by that. I still think weird things can this, happen. This is going to be an 11 a.m. game. Don't worry. I think... <laughs> Listen, I, at the beginning of the season, had you asked me this, I thought Texas was going to have two losses and it was going to be in the second half of the season. Right. The way that Texas has played, and again, the Houston game is going to tell us a lot. I think Texas only loses one more game this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say the the upcoming six games, Texas finishes out five and one. Do you know which game? You're going to do that? All right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what I No, mean. I know who you think yeah. it is. BYU to me seems like a little bit of a sleeper, but I think we'll be okay there. Yeah, at home. Um, so it will be one of the two. I think it's going to be either TCU because they are surging again. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to stick with my weird things happen at Ames at night. Iowa State. It's going to be either TCU or Iowa State. Okay. <laughs> I hate saying it, but. Uh, and I've said this since before the season, and even when they started rough, and now they're looking good again. Yeah. And then they look bad again yeah. um, at TCU. Okay. You think that's our loss? That, yeah. You think so? You think we finish ben, we'll five finish and one? Five and one, and I'm. You think that takes us out of the Big Twelve championship running? If they lose at Iowa State, I mean at TCU, it will. Yeah. Because th- there's just too many other teams that still may only have one loss. Yeah, that are surprising so. us again with uh, Oklahoma State surging a little bit. Yeah. Um. But you know that's the other crazy thing about the Big Twelve. We all had a pretty clear idea of who we thought everybody would be at the beginning of the season. Nothing like that. First week, that got thrown completely (laughs) in the garbage. Just throw the whole baby away, right? Um, And now, I still don't know that I have a good feel on half the teams in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. One week, they look great. Next week, they look like trash. I mean, look, we we And they're all going through quarterbacks. Right. Like, it's crazy. We're fortunate. We're very fortunate that... 
viewers is healthy and yeah, and everything's going. Yeah. Well, and looking at this too, who would have ever, we certainly didn't, who would have ever predicted that wild ride that was West Virginia at Houston? That was, that was crazy. <laughs> that was absolutely nuts. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I agree. CB, listen, I, I don't disagree with you here. If Texas does not end up in the championship game, that's the bar. That is the measuring stick that we are saying. They, the team set that bar. Right. We didn't. The team said the fans should. Though you're three, we should be competing for a championship. Yes. So I think the expectation is clear. Uh, mm -hmm. The coaches have been hammering this through and through. Again, I'd love to be wrong. We did get some help from from West Virginia, uh, or excuse me, from Houston by beating West Virginia which I don't love that we're in a position to need help halfway through. But once again, we control our own destiny. So yeah. if Texas, you know, again, Texas closes out 6-0, it's and OU closes out, it's going to be hard to make the argument that that Texas and OU shouldn't rematch, right? right. So we'll see. Uh, it, it'll be really interesting one game at a time. We got to talk about Houston. We'll do that here in a little bit. All right. Um, I your, like it. Your turn. All right. My next one. Question number three. This is very random. We're all over the place. I yeah, don't, that's fine. It can be random. I don't it hate it. Be, it. I don't hate anything. it. And again, y'all, if you have any questions, you want to ask we us random get stuff, to your questions. throw them up here. Throw them we'll, up there. we'll definitely, we'll put them up. We'll answer some questions. Um, who has this kind of a, a girly question, I guess, but we talk about this a lot because I'm so tired. Stop tweeting CDC about <laughs> alternate uniforms, y'all. Please. That was gonna be in my please. So because of this, I'm going to ask you again, I'm taking Texas that out of the equation. That was going to be one of my questions. I like it. Taking Texas out of the equation. Who has the best uniforms in college football outside of Texas? Because we all know we have a little bit of bias for that burn orange um, and the icy beautiful. <laughs> Best uniform. My eye is leaking, y'all. Sorry, I'm, I know I'm making a lot of faces here, but. Um, even though I don't love the team, I love yellow. Okay. So I like UCLA's colors. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I, I like the way I like the way they mix and match the blue and the yellow. That powder blue. Yes. I, I like the colors and every now and then they do something really pretty with it. Like yeah. last weekend, they looked really pretty in it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really. You don't have a, you don't have a favorite outside no. of that. Look, so I think I, I agree. Is I yours. like the powder blues. Mm -hmm. I think powder blue looks great on uniforms. Mm -hmm. Again, Detroit I mean, I has the their the, the Honolulu. Chargers do the blue and yellow. Right. All those blue and yellows. I are think really UCLA is yeah. solid. Man, you know, Oregon has to be talked about just because they have so freaking many of them. Yeah. But a lot gimmicky. of them are misses. They're too gimmicky for me. Yeah. yeah. The one that they had on last weekend looked like they ran through mud. It was all chrome and white and then run through mud. I don't remember. That's what it looked yeah. like. Splat. There was splatter paint yeah. all over all of it. I hated it. Oh, I think it's because we were watching. We were watching the game like on an iPad. <laughs> on an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. One of the. All right. So if I have to say, I mean, iconic. You kind of got uh, Michigan. I don't hate Michigan, theirs. Alabama. Yeah. And I think yeah, I got to give credit to the Penn State when they're on all white and they do the white out. I think that's a clean, yeah. solid. So I think I lean more towards the traditional. Um, and again, we'll, we'll talk about alternates, I guess, if that's one of your questions. Well, yeah. Like, there are some misses with that. So I tend to, to sway more towards the classic clean. And if I can't tell who is playing by looking at the TV in two seconds, then your uniforms aren't doing their job. So um, well, it depends. I yeah, that. I guess so. Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's my argument. All right. All right. Moving on. Number question number four. Um, we said earlier, Sark emphasized for forcing turnovers, red zone offense, two minute defense mm -hmm. and the return game. Which of these do you think is actually going to be improved that we actually see it made an impact in the game? Oh, hell. If I can only pick one. Yeah. Which, which do you think is going to be so improved? It made an impact on the game on Saturday. Uh, 
just out of that, out I'm, of those four, the ones they said they were emphasizing because you get what you emphasize. Turnovers. I, turnovers. Do you think they're going to force turnovers? I do. Okay. I do. I think Texas is going to play mad. They're going to play angry. And I think they playing with that chip on their shoulder, I think they're going to go after it. They see that Houston hasn't had one this season. So, yeah. look. I like it. I think I, that makes it even harder to get. Like, good for them. I, don't. I think that I, I turnovers. That's what I'll go with. How about you? I think red zone offense. They keep <laughs> setting up fun, neat things they want to do, and let's do them. I respect that I, you're there and that you have that confidence. Yes. I don't I, have that confidence yet. Against say. this defense, this <laughs> yeah. is the chance. All right, F it. Let's go. Forcing, let's roll. Turn, forcing turnovers against this offense statistically is not as going to be as easy as getting a red zone easy but I no i mean doable all, all right. right question five all right so i skipped one of mine that's fine uh what's the happiest you've ever been at a college football game <laughs> yes I've yeah been. happiest you've ever been and the natty doesn't count oh i gotta take that away right maybe that's cheating but um the happiest i think um my cousin and i <laughs> i like it Bring it. I like so, when you start laughing before you tell the story. That means we're on for a good story. So my cousin, <laughs> my cousin and I went to, we're going to Vegas for um, New Year's. Uh, just my, you know, girlfriend's uh -huh. cousin. And so we're like, let's go to Vegas for the weekend. And I worked for um, my boss at the time, huge, you know, Longhorn family, Longhorn alumni, all this, big, uh -huh. you know, tickets, season tickets and all this. And so he, they had, um, Rose Bowl tickets, Michigan. It was Michigan, Texas. Rose Bowl, the Vince Young, which have been two thousand four or five. Right? Okay, so Michigan. You're not the Natty. Got it. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, Michigan. Got Rose it. Bowl. Yep. No, the year the, before the, the national. Yeah, the year before. Yeah, I was at that game too. Yeah, I was there. Okay, and so we were going to Vegas, and he said, um, "For Christmas, did my bonus that I want the two tickets because they couldn't go." I'm like, yeah. "Yes." So my cousin and I, we got to Vegas. We rented a car. We didn't even stay in Vegas. We just went to Vegas. Like, we'll be in Vegas. We'll just drive like from there. So we drove to the to the Rose Bowl, uh -huh. um, the game, in, and we were in the end zone when the kick was good. Dusty, yep. Ma Dusty, Dusty Mangum. Mangum. Yeah, I yeah. have a, a, a DVD signed by him yeah. of the kick. Yeah, I don't, random. DVD. I yeah, well, yeah. listen, it was I know. 2006. So. Live the dream. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so we were in the end zone, and it was just so fun because – it's one thing to like prepare for a game for weeks and months and know like you're going to be there at this game and no matter what, but we hadn't Just planned go. on going because the tickets were so expensive. Yeah. We were going to be in Vegas, like blah, blah, blah. And when I got two free tickets, like, oh, Hell we're yeah, going. That's awesome. So we went over to the game and that was the, it was just so fun to be, to be at that game and the win. So I think that was probably the happiest because we were just having fun. Yeah. That's yeah. where we saw, oh, good things to come. Yeah. VY. That's we'll where be the, back. we'll be back. Yeah. That's, yes. that was originally VY. Yeah. And what's your happiest? Um, I'm going to take Texas out of this equation because, again, I've been a couple national championships. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun. Um, and I've mentioned this on our show before, but I had surprised back in 2015. Um, that was a good year. That was a good surprise year for me. It was the mm -hmm. same year that Texas uh, unexpectedly, Charlie Strong beat OU oh, handily, yeah. right? Again, I'm going to take that out because I was that was happy. That was crazy, right? But I surprised my dad with tickets up to Michigan State at oh, Michigan. Yeah. My dad hadn't ever been to the big house before, mm. even though he had he went to Michigan State. Um, and so we went up there. My cousin lives literally on campus. Shout out to to Dharma. Got a place to stay with her next year for uh, for the UT at Michigan game. Whew. That was going to be a good time. But yeah, we listen, I had fun. Uh, I will say this. They do not know how to tailgate up north. Like they have tailgates. But I showed up my crazy self with just like a handle of vodka and like a handle of fireball and just let's go made friends, right? Um, 
But that was the game that, again, Michigan State wasn't expected to do anything. Michigan was kind of looking pretty pretty decent that year, and it's at the big house. And it was the gift six kick. Yes. Where all Michigan had to do to win was just kick it away, and he flubbed <laughs> it. And our guy got there, he flubbed it, and just flubbed it right into to Michigan State's oh. arms. He just jumped into the end zone, Crazy. won the game. I will tell you, my dad and I were sitting, we're in our green, right? We're sitting in a bunch of maize and blue. And that's nice. that's when the uh, that's when the surrender cobra was made famous yes. by the Michigan fan. That was that game. And we were going, did that just happen? Did that and of course all the Michigan fans were like, did that just happen? I have yeah. never seen a scoreboard turn off so fast. <laughs> Can you take a picture? They, no, you couldn't. Yeah. They clicked on the, the score and then immediately turned it off, which it was brought me great joy. So yeah, I, I gotta say if I'm taking Texas out of the equation, it was that Michigan State gift six that's game. That's a pretty happy moment. That's uh, pretty solid. All, All right. right. We got to move through our questions. All right. Let's go. All right. Um, Jonathan Brooks. All right. So he had, I don't know if you saw on social media, there was a bunch of posts that Hallettsville, he, the Hallettsville Brahmas, they retired his number 25 jersey mm -hmm. at the home game, yeah, his yeah. high school game. That was really cool. So he's mid-season All-American mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. After the first, he's a, he's dropped a little bit. He's number nine now in the country because he we had a bye week and other teams sure. played, right? That's fine. It'll all even out. Um, so he has 726 yards right now. And I was going to ask, do you think he's two parts? Is he going to, we end up over he's on track to 1500 yards mm -hmm. this season mm -hmm. or which is more likely he gets over 1500 yards or he ends up best in the big 12 knowing already he's behind two other players Todd brooks at T texas tech amani bailey tcu are already ahead of him um what's okay. more likely is he going to finish with over 1500 yards or is he going to finish number one in the big 12 most why, yards why not both I think he's going to finish with over 1,500 yards and finish the best in the Big 12. Again, these teams that that are still leading, they haven't played Texas yet. They haven't come up against our defense yet. So I think that's going to be a game where we take away a lot of potential yards for, for their runners. And I think Jay Brooks is, I mean, he's getting better every single game. So, yeah, I'm going to say both. I don't think either one is more likely. I think he will be the best in the Big 12 because he's going to have over 1,500 yards. That's my that's my prediction. How about you? Um, I could see him – the only reason I don't think he's going to go over 1500 yards is because as Baxter comes back healthy and gets more and more, hopefully he's back healthy and gets to play more. Mm -hmm. He might have to start sharing more. Like he's the baller feed him, yeah. but um, it's, it's not sustainable to just rely on Brooks so much. Okay. So I could see them having to share a little more with Baxter as, as the season goes on. So that's the only thing that holds me back from giving him 1500 yards for the season. Okay. But I could see him after all is said and done, Still being, being the in, the, in the Big 12. No, being in the top two or three of the Big 12. Because other teams do have to rely on the run game more than Texas So needs I'm to. saying both, and you're saying neither. I'm saying <laughs> All right. That's fair enough. Okay. All right. I mean, he's going to be amazing, but only because we have to. he's going to share the ball more as the season goes on. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's jump through a couple of these. Um, halfway through the season, who is your college football sleeper for the season right now at the halfway point? Who do you think is uh, in all of college and all of college football that nobody's paying attention to? Mm -hmm. Who's a sleeper right now? Air Force. OK, I yeah. like it. You think they'll be bowl eligible and look real good? They're and... actually like number one in a lot of offensive st statistics. Mm -hmm. And I was really impressed when I was going to check where's Texas on this? Where's Texas on that? <laughs> you see Air Force um, way behind Air Force. Okay. And so I need to like, who's this staff that's going to be all be poached this year? Yeah. Um, 
on top of all the things they have to do as students in an Air Force Academy, I think it's just incredible. Um, Air Force is a sleeper, and okay. I could see them getting into a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh -huh. We'll see if there, there's probably not enough playoff spots available when everyone finishes, you know, all these undefeated slash one loss champions win. Yeah. But they're going to get a New Year's Six Bowl. Okay. I like it. Who's uh, your sleeper? I don't know. I have a couple that I'm keeping an eye on. I'm, I'm, I, I've mentioned it, BYU. Mm -hmm. I think people, I still, and maybe this is some Taysom Hill shit still like making me twitchy. Mm -hmm. um, I think BYU is looking like a better team than I expected at the beginning of the mm -hmm. season. So I'll, I'll say BYU. I almost want to say Colorado State too. I think Norvell is is building some stuff. I think maybe that that little bit of rivalry and, and headbutting with they with almost Dion, beat Colorado. They did. Um, now again, I Colorado, mean, we're not Colorado. sold on completely. Anybody, but yeah, I mean, I I think I can see the Colorado State program surprising some folks and and coming through uh, with some wins that people might not have expected at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So that's fine. all right. All right. Good question. Okay, moving on. <laughs> and I had. Jump to wherever you're at. I'll take your uni stack. tag. We don't have to cover yeah, that. Yeah, I already comment. Yeah, you already cover that. Yeah. Okay. So what what does Texas need to do to look like a playoff team over the next six games? Win. I mean, that's easy. No, aside, like, aside from just winning. What if they win three zero every game? That's ugly. But I'm saying, what do they need to do to say this is a team that needs to be in the playoff? You can't keep them out. I, again, to me right now, especially with the SEC being a little bit down comparatively, right? I think that um, winning, I, I, I'm not one for style points. I don't care. A win is a win is a win. Um, and I think if Texas continues to grind it out and, and look like a solid team that knows what the fuck they're doing in their wins, we'll be fine. I don't need 50-point blowouts. Does that hurt? No, of course it doesn't. We want to see. It's helping Michigan. We, I, I think the biggest thing that Texas has to prove right now is that they can be efficient in the red zone. Because when I look at this team, you can look at the numbers, you can look at our scoring, you can look at how efficient we are everywhere else. If you're unable to score in the red zone, mm -hmm. you know, I, you've got to get better at that. So if I have to pick one thing, it's winning. If I have to pick one thing <laughs> that that would prove to people that Texas is legit and deserves to be there, you yeah. gotta execute in the red zone. Yeah. So it's it's unfortunate that the things that they need to work on the most are the ones that would be championship team, which sure. is red zone, forcing turnovers, a little sure. more physicality at the sure. line. How about you? What do you think? What do you think is the Just one thing? More physicality at the line. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's that's would yeah. you have said the same thing before the OU game? Um I'm not sure because they haven't – they've – Alabama dominated the lines. Right. Played up to the best competition of the year. And then after that, it's been inconsistent. So, like, just like Sark said, he needs consistency out of everyone. That's that's what I would look for. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Um, I'm going to ask you this. Lincoln Riley. Mm -hmm. Were OU fans right about him? No. You don't think so? No. One loss doesn't make you a fraud any more. One win makes you a champion. Fair enough. All I right. don't. You, Quick and easy answer. Yeah. I don't. It, that You're not. It's you don't take away a, a, a whole a career. Do I think he's a great dude? No. Do I think he's a, you know, just a, a coach that wins enough to make good money and live in a nice house with his beautiful wife and a great city? Sure. Okay. I don't think he's a fraud. I, right. They were extreme, but he did get his butt kicked. But yeah. how many times did Mike, Mac, Mike, Mac Brown get his butt kicked? Was no, he I, a fraud? I you know what it. I mean? Like 
Some teams get it handed to them. I get that it. doesn't make them a fraud. I get it. I don't know. I I am starting to see maybe some cracks. He can't win the big game. Right. I, <laughs> like Bob Stoops, right? But listen, I, I can see some cracks in the veneer right now. Oh, yeah. The defense is looking really questionable. And that is something that OU fans ha- hammered he's, on. He's always been. We're just going to outscore him. Right. It, but I think that narrative was really glossed over on the national level when he made the move. Right. It will be really interesting to see what Lincoln Riley does when Caleb Williams moves on. Can he still recruit the quarterbacks out there? Can He's he still? Them up. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, if you want to win Heisman. I don't know that I fully agree with OU fans right now, but you've, you've got my interest. You've eh. piqued my interest. I'll, that's something to, to watch. Is Lincoln really going to execute out there, or is he maybe just a better offensive coordinator well he got manhandled by notre dame with the physicality that wasn't there and they're about to face utah which we'll talk about later okay Okay. good question and let me extend that question (laughs) to caleb williams because we brought him up yeah um as soon as he lost that game or he doesn't play by himself his 21 buddies helped him but as soon as they lost that game all over social media caleb's a fraud blah 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 Garbage. No. No. Every NFL scout for the around the country is begging for an opportunity. Right. And let's talk about. Okay, this is what I was going to ask you. Um, at something JSRIF football, whatever it is, they said USC Caleb quarterback Caleb Williams wants partial ownership of the team that <laughs> I drafts saw that. him. I saw that. And Demonte Tucker Dorsey, Longhorn, and now mm-hmm. now realtor mm-hmm. said, "Close mouths don't get fed." So he was like, "Yes, if you don't get, if you don't ask." Yeah, like look, Sean Adams used to say, "You don't get what you deserve. You get you get what you negotiate." Right. So, right. what do you think? Should he? Should that be something he puts on the table? I, I like the brass balls it takes to ask for that. I don't know that I love the ask itself. I, I, I agree. You have to be your own advocate. You gotta. You, you don't get it if you don't ask. You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. I get that, <laughs> but I, you know, especially with as crazy as the NFL, it, it's. Is he going to go in and be a franchise quarterback immediately? I don't know, man. Look at how many teams Baker freaking Mayfield has been at at this point. Do I want ownership of a team that drafts me knowing in a year? I just don't see any team saying, yeah, that's something we're going to do. We don't know if we're going to hold on to you. You may not work out. You're not going to own part of this. Yeah. I I mean, they said because Aaron Rodgers, that apparently that was, I don't know if it worked out that way or that was part of his negotiation talks when he was going to the Jets that he would want. Part. I don't know if he actually, but he's at a completely different point of his career. That's he's, what I was going to say. He's yeah. won Super Bowls. He's been multiple MVPs. Like he's an established, like we was talking about. Show me, yeah. before I reward you. I again, yeah. I like the brass but, balls. But to now ask. that it's out in the space nah. that people can maybe I just do that thing. I, again, it doesn't hurt to ask, but I think hey, he is I, probably getting laughed at behind closed doors. I don't. To me, that's something that you ask when you show up and when you've proven yourself. Yeah. When you're a well, that's rookie, something you use your money and buy fresh out of college, you're, you're a rookie fresh out of college and you haven't done shit in the NFL. Nah, I think that's a crazy ass. But that's more get. to the point that the fact that he's, <laughs> he's that level of player that it's even talked about as a possible thing. Sure. shows you he's no fraud. No, he's no fraud. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't, I've never, oh, I will never say the words that he's yeah. a fraud. All right. I like this question. Seth, uh, our buddy Seth brings this up. Would you rather eat Lincoln Riley barbecue or in and out burger? Do I, mean, I have to eat the burger at In-N-Out Burger? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the question. Which one do you prefer? 
out of those two? <laughs> it made my mouth. I know. I can hear this face. That's intense. That's a good question, Seth. Uh, I appreciate yeah, you. Man. I would say the least worst of those two would be In and Out Burger. Yeah, I'm. I'm I would take In and Out Burger over dry, crusty shoe leather brisket <laughs> any day. Here, let's ask. This no question. animal style. All right. It's the opposite of your happiest question. Oh, I love it. Actually, I had that as one of my questions too. What's okay. my most heartbreaking loss as a sports fan? We'll count these as two of our twenty questions. Yeah, I dig it. Uh. I'll let you start because I've got to think about that because I've Heart had some heartbreakers. Yeah. I don't know. As a sports fan, <laughs> there's been, some, I mean, the one, the only one that literally kept me up for days and days and days and days and I couldn't sleep at night. It was, it stressed me out and I felt so bad was being at the Alabama Colt McCoy getting hurt and that's, watching. That's got to be my answer too. Just, I, I went home. What could have been? We still ask what could have been. If he didn't get hurt. McElroy has come out and straight up said Texas would have won that. Oh, yeah. And Biddy who followed knows Texas was picking them apart. Right. It, yeah. It, it. I'd agree. That was the one I laid awake all night just sick to my stomach. Right. You, that, because that's an injury. Like the injury changed everything in the game. Yeah. Everything in the game. I mean, there's sad games here and there, but championship game. Yeah. 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 I like it. All right. CB. Thanks for bringing the party down South. Yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> no CB. Yeah. Listen, the crab tree catch, I will say that was before I was starting to go to all of the away games as well. So I had a Halloween party going on at my house and um, God talk about a damper on a party. Just crab watching tree. that stab to the heart. We were at my nephew's birthday. His birthday is the first weekend of November. <laughs> so we were all, my sister had a big <laughs> birthday party for him. We were all there watching the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's such a downer. Yeah, and that like, was happy birthday, my. Yeah, that was painful, but I wasn't at that game, so I don't mm. know if I can qualify that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the 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 uh, national championship game for sure was just that still haunts me. We're you know damn near what fifteen years away from it almost, and yeah, oh, it's still been haunts a minute. me. All right, well, all, all right. right, so let's get going on this. I've got all a couple right. more. Uh, you go, go. Ahead. you no. go. Okay. Uh, who I'm going to ask this one. If you could punch one coach directly in the throat, who would it be? One coach doesn't have to be college football, you know, and if a one coach that you just throat punch, you get a free shot. Bill, 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 cheat. All right. I like it. Bill, <laughs> cheat. I got Bill it. Cheat. All right. That, that was quick and With easy. Ugly cutoff sweater. I like it. Um, who would you punch? <laughs> right. Punch in the throat, just like square in the throat. I had this one. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I probably, and, and he couldn't catch me. Like if I went up and punched him in the throat and ran, he couldn't catch me. Brett Belima. Oh yes, yes. Brett I think he's just Belima. a trash. Yes. What I can, I've never been able to say his last name, so I'm going to make it sound like Belimia because the man needs it. Shouldn't say that. Terrible joke. Never repeat that. But yeah, I couldn't stand him. I thought he was trashy when we played him. I mean, they whooped the shit out of us. But yeah, well, square he, in the throat he was not a classy win. It, it would be. It would be him. All right. Okay. Um, Ruben Owen Sr. Yeah, Urban. CB says Urban. I agree. I, I like that one, too. Oh, yes. That's a good answer. That's a, that's yeah. a better answer. That, he's smarmy. Smarmy fits Urban. All right. What's All your right. question? Ruben, o, Ruben Owen Sr. He's yeah. the dad of the running back. Um, Black unicorn. Yeah. He's yeah. the dad of the running back at A&M. Yep. And he was, was a Texas commit and then flipped to yeah, A&M. he was a lot of places. Yeah, he was a lot of places committed. So he, Louisville. He, yeah, Louisville. he had a quote, he got online upset, right? And he was saying that there's, that the coach isn't using his five-star son mm -hmm. and, you know. He didn't specifically call out 
his son. He said, you've no, no, got, no, you've got, well, we know he's talking about his son. You've got right. a five-star running back with good hands and, you and know, you're not going to, why, why aren't you going to use them? Yeah. This is getting for real. It's mm -hmm. getting tired for real. So what's the question? The question is, do, <laughs> how do you feel about parents advocating that way on social media for Listen, their man, child? I, it's their kid. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great that they advocate for their kid. Now, I think there are tactful ways to do that. And I think there are less tactful ways to do that. I honestly think his comment was tactful and relevant, right? So what he said didn't bother me. Now, there are definitely some parents that get online and maybe talk too much and say too much and do too much. But that crosses over to me from being an advocate to just being noisy, yeah. right? So I don't have any problem with parents advocating for their kid. Like they, shit, these are the ones that brought them into the world. They, they're ones that help them turn into the players that they are. And frankly, they're probably their managers, especially up to this point yeah. in the season, right? Or uh, their careers and of their lives. So yeah, advocate for your kid all you want. But there is to me a line that you switch over from being an advocate to just a noisy mess. Yeah, obviously he, he took it down. So maybe he didn't want... There's just a lot of backlash. Of course, everybody, of course, there's going to have backlash. Everybody out. saw it. He had second thoughts. By then, it was up. Shaking my head. Not going to use the five-star. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I don't know. How do you feel about it? I don't know. I, I, I've i done a pretty good job. Not My child has not played at all this kind of level yet in any way. Um, so I don't know how it would feel if you were – maybe they were promised mm -hmm. more things than they actually got. Um, yeah, that, at, that bag man, is he doing his job? At the same time, <laughs> you can look at – and we'll get into this in a bit. Jimbo's offense, and that's what it's it is. It's a valid argument, that's man. That's what it is. Well, there's so, that. So, yeah. I mean, I feel bad. It must be so frustrating to have such a talent and feel, feel like it's being wasted. Feel like it's being wasted. Sure. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. All right. I like it. Well, we're on number 15. All right. Well, I'm going to – let's let's finish this out. I think we've had some good questions. Yeah, we'll just finish up. Um, I'm going to follow mine up, the, the throat punch question, with <laughs> who is your favorite college football coach of all time? Favorite all time? All time. College football coach. I love Mac Brown. I love everything about Mac Brown. That's and an he easy brought win. a championship. Yeah, he did. And he was just a good person. Yeah. Yeah. And I know things didn't go great on his way out, but um just a good just a good guy. Yeah. To root for him. Yeah. Yeah. Root same. For him. Listen, I've you know interacted with Mac as you have mm -hmm. on, on several cases, as many people have, because that's what he was about. Yeah, he always is about. available. Um and I'm enjoying seeing him do well. Six and zero, yeah, six and zero at North Carolina. About um, seven and zero. So yeah, I mean, but Max, a guy that you'd meet once and he'd remember your name and chat with you, and mm -hmm. it was always personal. So yeah, you, you can't help but not love Mac, right? Yeah. And I think anybody that didn't love Mac just had something wrong with him. Like you didn't have to love towards the end of his career at Texas how things played out, but you can't say you don't love Mac. Everybody, come loves on, Mac. man. Yeah. So all right, I like it. That was fun. That was a good. That was okay, a good time. Hold on. we have time for one more. One more. All yeah. right. All right. Storming the field. Yay or nay? Nay. Because that's happening a lot. Nay. Until, well, okay. See, this Storming is the caveat. field against for the Texas, team you're favored to be? For Texas, nay. Never nay. until a national championship win. No storming the field until that. Just like with baseball. You don't dogpile till you win in Omaha, yeah. right? So for Texas, nay. Every single time, act like you've been there before. Don't do it. For smaller programs that are maybe had that have had some rough years and this is a huge program win. Yeah, go for it, man. Like have your good time. But I do think it it speaks to the mentality of your fan base and your in the culture of your your program. If 
that's your Super Bowl, so much so that you want to rush the field. That's that's a different mentality than 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 championship teams have, in my opinion. That's the key: is you're telling the world this is our Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So if you're rushing the field, you just couldn't control how much this game, how much I first think one, you didn't think you were going to win it. Yeah. To me, is like we're shocking the nation. Yeah. We just shocked the nation. Right. We. We didn't think we'd win and we overcame this great adversity. We can't help. We got to celebrate. To me, that's like, we never win anything. So this is amazing. Well, yeah. Look, I, I'm surprised now that schools who win stuff and who are expected to win yeah. games rush the field. Look, I, again, I, I don't want to shake my, you know, wag my finger and tell kids not to have fun. Oh, have fun. Just, you're, you're telling us what you are. But it, I do think it's, it does speak to, the mentality of the program, right? So maybe that's a little bit of an elitist view. We Texas does, does Michigan rush the field? Uh, I have to say not I recently. It, Alabama, it, Bama, yeah. I mean, Bama. You've seen. Well, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Bama has rushed the field before. Um, maybe maybe in, their, like a Georgia, in their history. Yeah, but, but like against a Georgia win in an SEC championship. I don't know. No, I have the to SEC championships that. are at, like in Atlanta, neutral field. They don't. Yeah, but get you to, still have. I mean. I don't know. But you still rush the field. I'm trying to think who. At a natty, who? which is neutral, you know. So there's plenty of fans there at neutral sites when it's the two teams. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, I, I don't know. Right. I Yeah, look, I I don't want to tell kids not to do it. Live your best life. If you're having a great time, rush the field all you want. Thank you. But, frankly, I just, I, not for Texas. Hard, look hard at all those choices. Look at this. It is three fifty nine. Thank you, friend. And Richard is ready with. <laughs> Love it. Um, thank you. Yeah. Richard is ready with happy hour. Right, it's four o'clock. Right. I am. There it is. There's. There's Richard there's popping Richard's in. <laughs> I have Olipop because they sponsor yeah. Tech Sports. It's filtered, and it's actually They're really, good. it's really good. So they today good. I'm going to try strawberry vanilla, and that's because I'm alcohol. taking. It's not alcoholic. I am taking a break from drinking this week so <laughs> so i, can I fix that no i can so fix i'm that. having um strawberry <laughs> vanilla olipop because i haven't tasted i've been tasting all the flavors yeah and i'm moving to this one today yeah thank yeah. you richard yeah appreciate it yeah and i'm i'm gonna rock some burners this is folks down here don't know about this burners is that up north stuff it's oh from yeah michigan. tell them what this is yeah so again we had a we had a bye week right so i'm gonna rock the michigan stuff this is a burner's it's ginger ale. I like it. My mom loved it uh, when she was at Michigan State. So you can't really get it down here except it'd be a 313. This is a Detroit thing, right? Oh, okay. So um, I think HEB has started carrying these, though. So, oh, which is awesome. It makes me happy. So, yeah. Nice. Cheers, friend. Cheers. Well, uh, We're going to see. We don't always our, drink. Our, ha- our happy hour today <laughs> is not alcoholic. Yeah, Cheers. There we go. There we go. Uh, hey, y'all. It looks like we are having a little bit of trouble streaming to Facebook right now. Um, looks like a Facebook issue. So, um, Definitely, if, if anybody's streaming through Facebook, check in with us. Let us know how it looks. See uh, what it looks like. Give us some hmm. feedback. We love that. I don't even that. know you could stream to Facebook. Yeah. That's hey, awesome. Kevin, we appreciate you joining us. We're happy to have you here. Kevin, that, that name is forever going to have a special place in my heart now. With yeah, my, now that you're My cat, cat named Kevin. <laughs> I love it. All right. So um, I will say happy hour. You don't always have to drink. We don't always have to get it out there. But if you are going to drink, what better place to do it? Then in your man cave or she shed, set Safe, up by AB, at home. safely at home, set up by AB consultations. Again, they, they've been around for forever. They know what they're doing. So stop spending your time and money driving around to go drink. Then you got to drive home when you've been drinking. Uh, Don't do that. Yeah. Make your home 
the place to be, the place to drink, the place to watch all the sports that are on uh, with a custom TV hookup from AV Consultations. Again, they have been around since 1988. That is almost as old as me. It's pretty nice. impressive. Uh, and they'll hook you up the, the way that you want. Uh, and they've been taking care of Central Texas, thousands of Central Texans for over the years. So whether it's home theater, again, like we said, your she shed, the, she shed, the man cave, the woman cave, uh, or an outdoor hookup. The kids' even. corner, maybe Kid, they want kids' their, corner. Set there up, you go. set up their video games. Set up, your kids. put them in their own room, or even security. They do that too. So nice. give them a call 512-255-8678, or check them out online at avconsultations.com. Always. Always love those big screen sets. You have got a phenomenal setup. How big is your TV downstairs? Um, 85 is the big one. Yeah. <laughs> it, golly, is that it? 85 inches. I love you. I'm not going to lie. I Part of the reason I love your daughter. Obviously, the yeah. whole reason I love coming over here and watching her is her. Not me. Yeah. But I sure don't hate watching sports on your 85-inch TV and your two other little TVs on top because I great. I can cover that pretty well. It's fun. It's a good setup. You, right. you know how to do it. You know how to rock it. So we are an hour two. We're going to talk a little bit about Jimbo, um, just because <laughs> hold on to your nipples. It's a story right now. Yeah. The what's what's happening with the Aggies, and we're speaking out of love and kindness. Are we? Yeah. Oh, um, I will be. Are you? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, and then we'll get into we'll preview Texas at Houston. Uh-huh. We'll make our picks, and we're going to get moving because we got a lot to talk. We got to roll. Stuff. I know. All right. Let's go into hour two. Let's do this. So the Aggies, when we picked last week. I had been picking the Aggies to win the last few weeks. I picked them to beat Alabama. They did not. Mm-hmm. And I just said, man, I've gotten bit by the Aggies too much. I'm actually <laughs> going to go ahead and take Tennessee minus, was it three and a half or whatever at home? Mm-hmm. And both teams didn't want to win that game. Yeah, that Nobody was wanted to win that game. It, like. it was like nobody wanted to get a first down. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to pick up a ball laying on the ground. Finally, Tennessee got a little spark. They pulled away. Um, won by, was it seven or eight? Um, final score. So, there are so many things sputtering when you have one, like we just talked about one of the players, parents, parents. furious at what's happening, the way the offense is being run. Mm-hmm. What, what are they paying? What are they paying Jimbo for? Yeah. Well, and, and half of that question too, is why, what's the incentive for him to work really hard and fix it? Yeah. Listen, that was one of the things I think everybody that doesn't wear maroon saw that contract and just said, what are they thinking? Mm-hmm. Who Jimbo's manager, 1000%, his agent, 1000% deserves all the flowers, all the, the accolades, because oh. this is such an insane contract. And again, I, to me, with my bias, it, it was a lot of that was just the Aggie overconfidence and the arrogance because it's always next year. It's always now. Oh, Jim, right. This was a terrible business decision. Guaranteed money. Guaranteed. And then to extend him. And then to extend him after a a COVID year. (laughs) After a COVID year. I just, I think the narrative that the game has passed Jimbo by, it's proven itself to be true. Everybody had been saying this. And then they hire Petrino to fix things. Look, I, it's the same old Aggies, same old Jimbo. Petrino, to me, didn't deserve the 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 job uh that's neither here nor there what were they thinking man it's just i don't see how this contract a lot of people said oh this is going to up the game in in the contract world and everybody jimbo screwed literally every other head coach out there because with all this guaranteed money with this extension what have you done 
you're right. He could sit on his butt, never win another game, and still get he paid all this money. Need to. You, there's no so, motivation there. There's no threat of and I would argue at that level, you shouldn't have to have that kind of fire under your ass, but that's human nature, right? Like if you know you're never going to get in trouble, am I really going to be putting my best effort in all the time? Probably not. When, when, if I stink it up, they're going to pay me $76 million million. If you're going to pay me $76 million to fire me and retire or get another job or whatever, I get the money no matter what, ah, man, I, maybe I'm just a shitty person, but, I I struggle. Where's the motivation? What's the incentive? So his, yeah, the contract was um, 95 million guaranteed, right? 76 million after this year, 67 million after next year. And it doesn't go down by much every year. So there he's, well, and, oh, and, nine. and another thing that they wrote into that contract is that 25% of that total is due within like 30 or 60 days, 60 or days like of, of him being let go. And they have to come up with the money for the, another coach. Right. You can't just you come fire up with them the at money the end of for this, this year. buyout. You right. have to come up with the money for a whole new staff and whatever contracts all the staff has to buy them out. Right. It's I mean, it cost them $150 million to get rid of. And I will Jimbo. say this look, AM, I will give them credit where it's due. Their fans, their donors, they show up. Mm-hmm. They raise money. They fill the seats. They fill the yeah. seats. There's there's good money in that fan base and with their donors. Um, but you got to think, it, you know, and they've been saying, we'll find the money. That's been the resounding response. They're starting response. to say they'll find we'll the money. We'll find the money. But, man, you got to look at that. And just, to me, I question the leadership. Again, Sharp was the one that really made this happen. And he right. said, "Are there?" he was asked, are there any regrets? And he said, we couldn't get him for 15 years. Like, just to be that to have that lack of awareness, <laughs> that's just shitty business sense, in my opinion. So, you know, that's frustrating. But then you also got to look, if I'm a big top donor at AM and I see that Bjork extended him, again, after a COVID season, a 9 and one COVID season where everything was pure chaos, you just yeah. really have to question, if I'm going to be coughing up all this money to make up for these mistakes. I mean, where was he going? Who was knocking on the door for him that you had to lock him in? Right. I, if, if I'm the donor, it's not just, yes, I'll come up with money and Jimbo's out. It's why shouldn't I also call for Bjork's head too? Mm. Why should the AD walk, skip by after endorsing these costing really terrible decisions? Um, Seth, yeah. So the question is, does AM have as many big money donors as UT? Um, yeah, they're up there. Listen, so UT raises a lot of money. Um, and we all know that it has been well documented how involved UT donors are, sometimes overly so with UT decisions. But AM don't sleep on them. They they raise money when they need to. They really do. Um, they just when they did pass uh Texas a couple of years back for that one year of being the most valuable program, a huge part of that was because of the money that they raised from donors to rebuild Kyle right. Field. They're just coming off that too. If I recall correctly, that was a, a hundred million. And even million that dollars. was at risk with oil prices going up and down. Right. Even they were at risk for that money at that time. And that was, but that was definitely a yeah. They printed cups. Lee, <laughs> let's talk about that too. Um, yeah, I mean that the Kyle Field. They're still paying that debt off. Um, they can raise the money. Let's 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 be clear. They oh, can yeah. raise the money, but. Uh, yeah, so Lee mentioned they rushed the field after beating LSU. It's embarrassing. I, I don't disagree with that. But printing the cups, 
I can understand a shirt against a big game. We did it for Alabama. Yeah. We've done it for OU before in the past. Yeah. But printing cups and having that kind of stuff where that's your <laughs> hinging everything on that, man, it's, it's kind it's of aggy lot. attitude. But so, yeah, uh, the, the buyout, again, I have no question in my mind, Jimbo has done a piss poor enough job that the money is going to be there. The donors are pissed. They've got the money. Oil's making a bazillion gajillion dollars right now, too. Yeah, I yes. So I, I think we see Jimbo Fisher. It, listen, AM still has a tough schedule left. They still have to play. Uh, you know, Lane Kiffin was making comments. Uh, <laughs> you got to love Kiffin. He's he's always good for a, a soundbite. That's for sure. Um, but Texas A&M still has to play Ole Miss. They still play Mississippi State. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they've got. This is no walk in the park. They, you know, they got they've obviously got LSU. Yeah. We're seeing and we're hearing a lot of rumblings that you know this thing could be done for Jimbo if if they're if they don't show some signs of life and some good old Aggie fight. I mean, he may be gone before the end of the season. I don't know. That's so much money, right? Okay, so right now he's zero and nine on the road versus ranked teams, and this is I think this is what's frustrating um, to to watch because we do we watch the games, we try to see you know they they're legitimate concern earlier was you know their quarterback went down they were mm-hmm. playing with the back and that's valid and that's fine but you're in the sixth year the entire quarterback right. room is fisher's jimbo's quarterback those are the people he's brought to the program they, i mean they're those, his kids now. yeah it, these are the these are the players he brought to the program these are the ones he's been coaching up these are the ones learning his system so then he brings in petrino right and since then this is this was pretty good so at tepper um was talking about how bad the second halves have been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the 24 drives, offensive drives for the Aggies in the second half, the last 24 drives, nine punts, mm. three fumbles, yeah. four interceptions, three missed field goals, a safety. Yeah. I mean, you're not <laughs> and, winning games. And like they've that. only scored four times, one touchdown. So their last 24 second half drives, they've gotten one touchdown right. and three field goals. Yeah. That's not going to win games, especially on the road. And that's where I say, look, the AM fan base and school and program, they're proud. They got a lot of pride. Yeah. If you continue to show up and throw stinkers like this, I don't see like the money will be raised no matter what. I don't see the point in waiting till the end of the season because you do already have, you had a decommit, right? Yes. We're going to start just any, we're going to yeah. start seeing more of those come. So to me, there's just so many questions about this. If 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 the the Aggies go out and they lay an egg against South Carolina, they lay an egg against Mississippi. You know, they lay an egg against Mississippi State. Now, look, they play ACU, but they're off this weekend, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. But again, playing ACU shouldn't be the pinnacle of saving your coach's <laughs> career, Abilene right? Christian, Abilene Christian. Yeah, I thought they changed their name ACU. Uh, yeah, that again. We, oh. Texas knows a little bit about heartbreak with them with yeah. basketball, but um, yeah, I just, I don't see a winning record in the second half of AM's schedule, right? They've got five games left. Again, they they get South Carolina at, at in college station who just lost a heartbreaker to Florida, right? They play at Ole Miss and uh, they don't win on the road against ranked teams. So right. They will probably Mississippi state comes to college station. That could be a win. Abilene Christian comes to college station should be a win. That they, should be, they could win two or three of the next five. five. They could, 
but the way that they're playing right now, I don't see. But going three to and LSU two. and to Mississippi to Look, Ole Miss to me, those are yeah. guaranteed losses. It's up in the air if A and M. Not with the offense they're running. Again, right now. I think A and M is a better team than South Carolina. They've got the talent, but I I'm not convinced that Jimbo hasn't lost the locker room either. You know, there's all that. You know, Texas went through this too. Yep. When you start to see players' parents speaking out, Texas had some of that too. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to see that. You know that there are deeper issues within the locker room. Do they trust, you know, Petrino? Do they trust Jimbo? Do they think this thing can turn around? If a parent is saying, why aren't you using the talent? It's not just that parent thinking or saying or hearing it. It's one brave enough to say it. Right. It's one putting it out there. So, yeah, I just don't see any benefit. If let's say A&M comes out and they beat South Carolina, but unimpressively, and then lose to Mississippi and then lose to Mississippi State, Mm. I don't know that. That I mean, the coffin to me would all be but sealed at that point. I don't see the point yeah. in hanging on and leaving questions. Cut ties, the rip point, the band-aid right off. Right now, the point is the money and the incoming recruits. But I think he's that's already handled. Se- but he's going to keep selling that incoming. I mean, like, so they did have a decommit. Right. And, not and I just think we'll any. see more. Yeah. Draylon Miller, number one. Some people, A lot of people had him ranked as the number one wide receiver in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, he decommitted. And w- w- for whatever reason, it could be a hundred <laughs> reasons. We know a lot high school kids, they build relationships. They visit lots of schools. They make commitments for not just on a win-loss record. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Arch Manning was at the game when Texas lost to Kansas, right? And he still right. he still is coming to Texas. I get that, but uh, but I'm saying like wasn't a one, question about the leadership. No, but I'm saying exactly. But the trajectory and wins right. and losses, kids, student athletes don't. A lot of them, some of them might flip off one loss. No, it's more than that. But the direction of the program. Um, is a question mark. Yeah. Again, to me, I just a little bit behind the scenes. We all know at Texas when things are being reported, shit's already been talked about, right? <laughs> yes. It's no different at AM. You know, we're now starting to see reports of the donor saying, we'll get the money together. We'll get the money together. To me, that means the money's already together. That money's together. It's already there. That shit's waiting in a bag on the side. And That's just so much money. I, it is. It's a Guaranteed. ton of money. It was a terrible business decision. I, I don't think we see a contract like this ever again because of but how why, Jimbo's but performed. But why wouldn't the next, just throwing it out there, why wouldn't the next ca- candidate for coaching at AM? why wouldn't they say, well, I need this. guaranteed? I why think, wouldn't anybody say they need guaranteed money now I think once well, it's been done? Listen, guaranteed money isn't new to the no, world. It, it, was just the, it was just the amount of it, right? And that, to me... There's just no way. This was a terrible business decision in the first place. You would hope that AM has learned the lesson to say, we need to reel it back in. Heck yeah, we'll guarantee you some money, but you got to prove that you're going to win like anybody has to do on any job <laughs> like incentive ever. incentive base. Like there's right. most contracts, a lot of contracts have like, if you win this, you get this bonus. Yeah. If you, if they, so he's not even, he's, Jimbo Fisher is still only the seventh highest paid coach right now. Right. Oh, Sarkeesian is way down. Oh, he's he, way down there. He needs to be. He's not even in the top twenty-five. Yeah. Sarkeesian needs to be paid more. Um, Nick Saban, of course, number one, mm-hmm. almost eleven point four million a year. Mm-hmm. Swinney, Kirby Smart, Georgia, Ohio State, M- Mel Tucker at Michigan State, um, and that's wow. well, but 10 again, million a year. But 
Mel Tucker was fired for cause. Now, of course, yeah. we're going to see a big, you know, argument, a big lawsuit come out. He's already filed mm -hmm. it saying that he should be paid. Yeah. But Michigan State fired for cause. There was a clause yeah. in Mel Tucker's but giant I'm saying contract. 10 million. He had a good year. Mm -hmm. 10 million years a lot. Um, but LSU, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, right. teams that have proved themselves year after year um, and win games, Again, he, I, he gets paid more than a lot of them. Right. And I'm not saying we're not going to see – we've seen contracts go insane across sports. It's mm -hmm. not just college football. It's yeah. not just – right. money is flying around like crazy like we've never seen before. What I'm arguing – I'm not saying that – the potential for a coach to make more money than Jimbo did isn't there. We will see a coach get a contract for more money than Jimbo's oh, contract. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see guaranteed money yep. for that amount anymore. We'll see contracts that reach that amount and probably beat it, but we're not going to see the guaranteed clause. Right. There's going to be fired for cause. There's going to be the incentive, you got to win some damn games if you can't yeah, get your Yeah, reward them for making a playoff or right. winning a bowl game, right. things like that. Yeah, so, All yeah, right. that's we talked a lot about the Aggies, yeah. but I think, you know, I my money would be if, if they lose two the next three, if they lose the next three, I think we see Jimbo out before the end of the season. I, I bet they give him one more year because of the recruiting class that's coming in. Even though they just had the number one recruiting class. I mean, extend them. If you ask me, extend the man. Extend him another 10 years. We love to see it. It's But I just. Yeah. Whew. They have they have um, a big decision to make for they sure. Do. And like we said, it's not just buying him out and his entire staff out. It's also having the money to bring in someone who's going to want big money because mm -hmm. you have it, obviously. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's, absolutely. Let's move on. So, so let's talk a little Texas. Talk yes, Texas. let's talk about Texas. Turns out we have a game coming up this yes, week. Yes, Texas at Houston. Yep. It should be a home game. Short drive down. It's a sold-out crowd. Yep. Um, I know some of the folks, if you were watching uh, the West Virginia game, the West Virginia at Houston, mm -hmm. seats weren't exactly full. Oh, it looked a little bit sparse. Empty. For a great game. Uh, it, right. Turned out to be a great game. Mm -hmm. Now, I would argue, I've had some people say, oh, well, they'll, the, their fans will show up for Texas. I don't disagree with that. Mm -hmm. But you already saw that there wasn't a huge high expectation. Fans weren't showing up for Houston games. And people don't buy tickets the week of. This game has been sold out for right. a minute. They officially announced it last week. They added 500 standing room only. Right. And tickets. I think that is to get more Houston people in because I think Texas fans came in. They bought it. It's a quick drive. There's a ton of Texas fans in Houston. Yeah. They snatch up. I I think we are going to see a similar and here those that aren't at the game will hear on TV a similar experience to what happened at Baylor. At Baylor. Mm -hmm. um, I would argue. I think this stadium is going to be more than fifty percent burnt orange. I just think Texas mm -hmm. fans get ahead of it. They buy the tickets early. We knew this is a close. That's an easy drive. That's a there and back drive in one right. day if it needs to be. Plus, again, the alumni base in Houston is massive. Mm -hmm. I just don't see how Houston is going to feel at home in this in this stadium with this crowd behind them. So, well, you know, they they all they have to do is win one game this year. One game. The same thing that happened with Baylor, right? The, the fan Drawing base. The told, yeah, the, the fan base <laughs> told them, told the coaches, you know, you just just win one game and yeah. beat Texas. Holgerson said that too. That he said it's okay if you go one in eleven. I think Holgerson's just another coach. Beat Texas, yeah. That yeah. you want to punch. That I want to punch in the throat. Yeah, that I think he ranks just up there for beat me. Texas. The spread is now up to twenty three point five. I don't 
that's crazy. Texas coming off a tough loss, offensive struggles, turnovers. Mm-hmm. It Houston's started at 20? 21, 22, okay. and it went up, right. which is crazy. What 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 makes you think that <laughs> would you pick Texas to cover this and why not? Oh yeah, look, why is the answer no? Why is the answer no? <laughs> Listen, I I'm always nervous when I see spreads that big, mm-hmm. um, especially coming off a loss. Now I will say, it seems like the feel is that Texas is going to come out fighting mad, right? This may have been a game previously had Texas just railed on OU and beat the crap out of them, I could see Houston as being a game that they had a little bit of potential to overlook. Mm -hmm. With that loss to OU, I think Texas comes out ready for this. So I I understand a big spread. I do. But there's still those questions of, can we capitalize in the red zone? Can we get off to the fast start and maintain it, not give up silly plays early, right? Is our defense going to respond? Again, I don't see the Texas defense having issues with Houston. But we do have to consider Houston's got an experienced quarterback. He played at Tech. He we saw him he, last year. He he figured out a way to beat us last year. Holgerson is another coach that is he's yeah, like, excuse the phrase, but he's got a hard on for beating Texas. He does. He ain't scared of Texas he and neither sca- is that quarterback. He showed up, you know, at, when he was with West Virginia, he he gave us some games that we couldn't handle when he mm-hmm. had Will Greer. You you couple that with a quarterback that already has it built into him to hate Texas, mm-hmm. right? Like everybody gets up for these games, obviously against yep. UT. I'd like to say we're going to show up pissed. We are going to show up pissed and we just run the table and, and Houston doesn't have a chance in hell. They don't have a chance in hell, but 23 and a half. That's a, that's a big spread. I don't know. We, we'll talk about this a little bit more as we get in, when we do our picks, you know, I may change my mind and, and say, hell yeah, we're going to cover it. But, Let's talk a little bit. We we mentioned earlier the O-line, right? We mm-hmm. talked about them. Sark is saying they got, they're rotating a lot of guys. They're getting a lot of practice. Majors and Hudson are going to be game day decisions, right. seeing how they're progressing. What do you see as key matchups here in this game? How do you think that the Texas O-line, I want to start with them because we say that this team lives and dies with O-line. How do you see the O-line responding here um, and I- matching up against Houston? I think they're really going to establish the run game on the road, and they mm-hmm. have to. Um, it's not going to be a hostile away environment. We just talked about that. There's going to be mm-hmm. a lot of Texas people there. And that's I know 40,000 can be loud and intimidating, but I, when half of it is Texas, I don't think it's going to be the most intimidating place. But mm-hmm. I think they really need to, especially if they're uh, juggling positions up front or try, having people play something mm-hmm. new or that they don't primarily play. Mm-hmm. Um, establishing the run is going to be huge. The – we talked about Brooks is number nine in the country, mm-hmm. but Texas overall and rushing yards, Texas overall is number 32 in the country rushing, which is respectable, but could be better. So sure. um, rushing the yards, 1115 total rushing yards right now. So I would, I would like to see them really establish the clock on the road, move the ball. Um, and that's going to take good O-line play. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I think the O-line is going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. And even if we're down a player or two, um, we've got guys we can rotate out. I don't know that Houston brings it enough to to ultimately challenge mm-hmm. our O line throughout the entire game. So I am I agree. I'm going to be looking for Texas to come out and mad open up big lanes. This is where I think you and I. I need them to be more physical than mad. Right. I yeah. I want both. I think okay. Be physical because well, remember you're mad. he talked about 
play with emotion, but don't play emotionally. Yeah, right. No, I get that. I get yeah, that. Yeah, I want to see them be physical. I want to see that, that control, fire. I want to control anger. Yeah. I, I want to see that fire of a team that hates to lose more than they love to win. Yes. Right? That's. I think that's more what I'm saying when I say yeah. come out mad, okay. play mad. Right? Um, I will say this is where you and I differ a little bit. Mm -hmm. Jay Brooks is hot. He's been steadily improving every single game. Yeah. He's shown that he can be the guy. While I love different looks, you know, get everybody's rock, let everybody eat. At this point, we are, we are going into the second half of the season. Give the man the ball. He's proven that he can be there. I don't hate the idea of Baxter coming back in and, you know, having Brooks be a decoy or whatever, but until they prove that they can stop Jay Brooks, feed the man the ball, right? I And I think that's going to happen this game. I think the O-line is going to make some some bigger holes. We're going to see Brooks really have a breakout game here. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if he hit 175 yards in this game, 150, 175 yards. I think he'll be up there. I think this is going to be like, let, let Brooks, the man is hungry, let him eat, feed him the okay. rock. Let's see this go. So, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think O-line is going to play a huge role in that. Now, we also need to talk about Quinn, right? Right. Quinn's another one that statistically on paper, he's looking phenomenal. I, between the 22s. Yeah. Between, <laughs> between the 20s. Between the 20s, right. Yeah. Sorry, um, I watched rugby all weekend. Between the 20s, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Texas is number 21. Uh, he, he's he got 100, uh, excuse me, 1,804 yards on the mm -hmm. season. Um, he's averaging 9.3 yards to throw. Um 11 touchdowns again these numbers yeah 21 in passing yards per, uh total passing yards right yeah now. so he's looking great i we i think the leadership is there this is quinn's team there's no question there hasn't been a question throughout the game or throughout the season mm -hmm. i would like to see how quinn responds right after the loss to ou right i again i think we're going to see him get angry but we've got to improve in the red zone is Texas is Houston a good enough team <laughs> to challenge Texas in the red zone? Or is this a time where Texas might be able to get their ground, get their feet under them in that red zone again? Well, so Texas total offense is number 14 in the country, Houston total defense, not even ranked. So from what I've seen, they're in the hundred and they're over, they're outside the top hundred total mm -hmm. defense. So uh, this is an opportunity to establish the run, do something in the red zone. I don't even think they have to get fancy or tricky with some things. They right. just need to impose their will. If they line up and do something, it needs to be the the Texas of the 2000s where they would literally tell the other team, we're about to run the ball right here. And then they do it. Like right. you, That's what we need. Right. And, we need, and that will come with time. It, it may not even be this year. It may be next year. When, but it needs But it needs to – Saturday needs to leave no doubt that – Texas is the better team. Well, that's another thing. You know, Nash has been talking about this a lot on Twitter, having the comparisons between Jay Brooks and Bijan, mm -hmm. right? When Bijan was our main guy, of course, Rojo was a was a great number two. Uh, but everybody knew we were feeding Bijan the rock, and, and they still couldn't they, stop him, right? Yeah. Jay Brooks's numbers are actually slightly better than Bijan's at yes. this point in the season. Yards after contact. I, I think you're right. Like, look. Again, I'm just going to say that hammer. We don't have to get fancy. We don't have to get cute. Feed have to be physical. Jay Brooks the ball, right? Mm -hmm. Just feed him. Let him run. We have to be physical. We need our guys to show up. That's one thing that I do think we, we can't make it a one-dimensional game. But that also includes our guys catching the ball. 
when it hits him in the hands. Yeah, I mean, well, the Oklahoma game after the couple of interceptions, there was what 18, 19 passes in a row caught. Right. So it wasn't just you were throwing good passes. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't and just our Quinn throwing receivers. great passes. Right. It was also the receivers helping him out and really stepping up and catching those balls. I, I, I think everyone on the team has that nasty taste in their mouth of sitting on a loss for two weeks. Yeah. It's one thing to have to sit on an L and one when you took the lead and have and lost, but having to sit on it during the bye week. Yeah. That's against oh, OU. Again, yeah, against your extra ri- the worst rival. Mm-hmm. And when everything was lined up for a championship, you know, trying to control your own destiny. And then over the bye week, they, it was, it became out of their hands because other West Virginia was still undefeated at that point and other things were happening. So, um, Houston helped. Good job, Houston. Thanks, Houston. They that. took care of West now Virginia. <laughs> now, now you need to lose. Now you need to take yeah. that out. <laughs> Sorry about that, Seth. I am 100% the one that is going to throw some things out there oh. that you probably need earmuffs for if you're listening loud at work. My bad. Um, listen, uh, yeah, I I think Texas is going to establish. They're going to play physical. They're going to establish. I, I just don't see Houston's defense being able to slow down Texas. I know there's some questions as to the execution, physicality, things like that. I think Texas gets it together um, and they yeah. really push through. Now, let's talk Houston on offense and Texas defense. What are some key matchups that that you think are going to be important for Texas to, to execute and follow through here? Um, again, on the road, it's going to be on the line. I would like to see that we – force the quarterback to be one dimensional, stop the run. And like we talked about earlier, his only, the only team turnovers this year have been three interceptions. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's there for Texas this weekend. They try to get that turnover. And if they really emphasized over the last week and a half, two weeks of the buy of, you know, stripping the ball, being physical, trying to get the ball out of their hands, let's see that happen. Let's it's of course it might not happen the first game with a team that doesn't turn it over like that, Mm -hmm. but that would be pretty. That would be pretty great if they can get some nice field position on a turnover. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. And again, I think this is another area where we got some big nasties on the D line. I don't see Houston being able to hold up to them. Now, I said this about the OU. Granted, I am not saying that OU and Houston are on the same level at all right now, but I just don't see. I don't see that Houston is going to be able to step up to our O line consistently throughout the game. I think they'll have some flashes where they can hold them. Ultimately, I think our guys are too big, too strong. They're just going to play too hard. I think a key to the game is getting to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You got to get in his head. You got to contain him. Um, affect him. Right. Affect him. Get get in his brain. Have him make the bad throws. Have him. Don't give up the big plays. And this is a quarterback that is capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Again, and he's capable of doing it against Texas. Yeah. So And using his feet. Right. And using his feet. So I think containing him, hitting him. Get him on his, get that uniform dirty, get him on his back. <laughs> I want to see him grass stained and covered in dirt and picking, you know, picking the grass, the turf out of his, out of his uh, face mask all throughout the game. That would be nice. You do that. You make him again, you make him try to run against this defense that I is have, still, our Texas defense is still rate, ranked way up there nationally against the run. I, I just don't see. I have a bold line. prediction for this game. Okay. One of our youngins is going to get an interception. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like Williams or Muhammad or something like that. I think yeah. That one of our youngins is going to get a nice, nice INT. Is Watts back for this game? He's they, still, still they, he's, he's practicing, but yeah, they said they'll wait to the game to, but man, we need his physicality. Yeah. Especially helping with the run. We definitely missed him at the OU game. But again, I, 
and I hate to be this guy that uh, this isn't looking past the team, looking past Houston. I just don't see Houston being able, their, their talent isn't the same as Texas. I just don't see them being able to maintain intensity and physicality and consistency. The depth will help throughout the whole game. Right. The depth will help. Texas depth will help, but they are going to put out things that they've been saving for this game. Yeah. Cause what other game, I mean, they fought back with West Virginia and that was a big game. And especially Holgerson coming from West Virginia, you know, he wanted to win that one too, mm -hmm. but what, um, what, they're going to put things out that they've been saving for this, yeah. you know, and so that's gonna, true. And every week Sark says they put, they did some things we hadn't seen on film. <laughs> At this point, you've seen it on film. So again, you literally gonna... watch Houston win on a hail Mary. If you can't figure out trick plays and, and looking forward to that, absolutely. We've got to see Texas be ready for everything they're going to throw at us. Cause they're going to get cute. Houston's going to have to get cute mm -hmm. to try to hit those big plays to try to get some momentum here. Um, yeah. Oh, I love it. Seth, what do we, we expect? We're Gunnar, Gunnar Helm cheerleaders here. Yeah. We're so proud of how he's been stepping yeah, up. Yeah. I think he's really going to step up, uh, again, you he's, know, he's, yeah, he has been, he, yeah, he's done well. Um, I think we'll see David Benda have a, have a good game as well. He's shown some flashes of doing great things, but I think he's going to have a really consistent step up to this game. Um, have some consistent play. So yeah, I think Gunnar Helm, we're going to hear his name. He had his record game against OU. Mm -hmm. um, I, especially if Sanders is limited again, that mm -hmm. gives them more opportunity, but they do do stuff with two tight ends out there. So I, I love, I like, I'm excited for how they're developing, yeah. how yeah. he's developing. Uh, no, I love it. I think we will see again, Sanders. I'm still not convinced was hundred percent for OU. Oh no. He was looking way off. Uh, yeah. Again, that bye week is going to help a lot. Either way, if if Sanders is healthy and good, I, I think Sanders has a, a great record day too. Um, but yeah, Gunnar Helm, he's a great great guy to step in. I think we'll see some big numbers from him. So, so we will make our actual score prediction for this game when we do our college yeah. football predictions. Um, and before we move on to broader college football, um, I'm going to tell you about Cobra BK. I love it. And so I talked about this before when Nadia takes my little Bronco to college, I want to get a Jeep. So I'm going to keep these people in mind. I love it. I, love <laughs> I want it. a little pink. I don't know. Maybe you can get I don't a know. Jeep and not a big Bronco. I'm hurt. I'm hurt, but I like it because covert does I know, have, I need a car. I need a car that Ford. fits in my garage. Fair enough. So right. covert auto group is a family owned group, automotive dealerships that has served the greater Austin area for over a hundred years. Since its inception, the team at Covert Auto Group has been committed to providing customers with high-quality selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, as well as outstanding service and customer satisfaction. So you can check out Covert BK. They have 42 acres in the beautiful Hill Country in BK, Texas. They have three new state-of-the-art dealerships with Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. And they also have Covert Ford and Covert Ford and Chevy and Hutto and Ford Lincoln in Austin. Go to covertbcave.com to see their inventory and specials or stop by and see them. They have a beautiful lounge area where you can get a little Don't snack lie. and coffee. And you've been stalking their website, looking at Jeep. No, not yet. In. No, I'm not nowhere near right. <laughs> I still have a car. I have to pay off. No, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. All right. Well, let's jump into college football. Uh, just crazy. We saw some crazy games this past weekend. Crazy. I actually got to watch most of them because again, being home and, Nadia was very much over football by the end of the week, by the end of the weekend. Yeah. She was very tired of it, but I was not. So the third was the Thursday night game was the Hail Mary. Cause I was driving back from class. Mm -hmm. And so I put, you know, I was listening to the game on my way home and I, and I just checked 
the score of the West Virginia yeah. at Houston. Yeah. And it was very important game because if it matters, West, if West Virginia, if, if Houston could pull that off, that would help Texas's path to the big 12 championship. Right. Help us a lot. Um, so we were, we were talking about that game as we're driving home. Like, Oh yeah. my goodness. Are you watching? Are you watching? And like, yeah. That was crazy. I have, I definitely have a confession. I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but I definitely had my Hulu live streaming as I was driving <laughs> to your place. Yeah. Well, listen, but you weren't watching it. You were just listening, I was listening to it. Well, cause sure. you were on your way to my house because you were going to stay for the weekend. Right. So when you got there, like, did you see it? Was the, nuts. Yeah. It just was crazy. The end. So that was the West Virginia took Houston to the lead. West Virginia took the lead back. And then Houston with like 12 a, seconds left. A Hail Mary. Yeah, it was nuts. It was a great game for Houston. Again, I'm hoping that they're a little exhausted emotionally from that game. Um, right. Again, it was a Thursday game, so they have a little bit more time to recover. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was crazy up and down roller coaster. I know you're a huge fan of the probability, the win probability. Oh, I, I watch and this I was, follow the game with like 86, 82, 84, 65. <laughs> I watch the game sometimes with it running to see like, oh, what what did that play do to it? Okay, they just sacked him on, you know, third and long. Yeah. Like, oh, what's gonna happen here? And I love the win probability. It was, it was 99.9. Right, 99.9 .9 and, and immediately 100 down. the other team. That's straight down. Yeah, that was fun. So yeah, there were a lot of crazy uh, games. Let's talk about Stanford. Your your team, I, your other I like, team. Yeah, it couldn't I, be Texas. I'm sure for Stanford. <laughs> um, I watched the game, but mm -hmm. when it was, and I was exhausted. We traveled all day, all lost. But I stayed trying to watch it. And it was 22 nothing. Did you turn it off at halftime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, <laughs> just like half the nation did. Just Absolutely. Like it's the, the games are late. I'm tired. I was trying to stay awake, and I crashed out. And I'm like wild. 22 nothing. And then it got to 29 it nothing. Was wild. But the next morning. I replayed the entire right. second half because I had to see how right. did it go down. Yeah, it, it, that was the largest comeback win in Stanford history, the largest mm -hmm. comeback loss in, in Colorado, Colorado history. history. Yeah, the biggest blown lead. Yeah, Deion Sanders definitely took some flack for that after. You know, we've talked back and forth. Neither one of us had picked Stanford to win. I don't no, think anybody in the picked, nation. We picked Colorado to win and cover, and, which it was looking like they were going right. to. Right, and then, you know, I will say this. To me, it's a bad look. I understand a lot of these kids, especially ones that are making the big NIL deals, they have social media teams that help them post. But the fact that Shadur was posting at halftime NIL stuff. It looks bad. It's just a terrible look. So Even if it wasn't him, it probably wasn't It wasn't. Him, I can almost promise it wasn't. But social media managers, y'all, like I do this for a living too, don't schedule any posts during a game that the player is playing. It's just a bad look. Not everybody <laughs> understands it's not the player tweeting that or posting that. Just stop. It's a terrible look, right? Um, yeah, and then they come back and, and get it handed to them. That was a that was a wild what a ride. fight back. And it was yeah. double overtime win. And that catch, um, Ayo Maynard, they said his name 20 different ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I should have looked up their media thing. Ayo Maynard, yeah. Manor, he caught the behind against hunters yeah. whatever oh my god it was crazy that, a crazy athletic play that was that what a game and we'll see something like that against what, texas i bet what a second yeah <laughs> some crazy oh, catches yeah what is what a, or attempts what a second half yeah and then the snl had a great skit if y'all go to i retweeted it today um snl keenan thompson was was Dion. Dion. It was good. At the weekend update, <laughs> he was like, yeah, uh, we, we, were, we were up 29 nothing, and I went home and fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems, seems accurate. 
Everybody else turned it off. The team fell asleep. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was selling some stuff. Look at me, man. Look at me, man. I love it. So funny. All right, well, let's get into some picks. We've got again. We're in the middle of that fifty days of football every straight. day. It's awesome. Um, so we've got a Wednesday game coming up. FIU at SHSU at Sam Houston State. How are you picking this game? There oh, is... yeah, we don't need to pick that. I, just I want to pick it. I, you want to, I don't even know the spread. We got to give a shout Sam, out. Uh, Florida International at Sam Houston State. Yeah. Um, we got a shout out to J Jim Thrasher. He's our son. Oh, yes. Um, I don't. I, just pick it. We don't need spread. Just pick it. I'm going to say FIU wins. I don't even know what the spread is because Sam Houston State is down right now. Yeah, sadly. I have to agree with that. I Sam Houston know. State coming off a national championship, changed divisions, and it hadn't been going well for him. That's for sure. New Mexico State also plays at UTEP tonight. Yeah, that'll be uh, a fun one. Go, go, miners. go miners. Yeah, I I don't know enough about it to, to pick know. a solid, but I'm going to take UTEP at home. Sure, let's let's help them. Fun. There you go. Um, Rice at tomorrow. Rice at Tulsa. James Madison at Marshall. Eh. Yeah. Friday SMU at Temple. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> is that the AC conference? The AC. Yeah. AC. I don't yeah. Know. It is. Um. Yeah, I think that Rice game again. Tulsa's looking pretty good. Rice is much improved. I don't know, but at yeah. Tulsa, that'll be that'll be a fun Rice game to watch. Houston. I will enjoy that game actually. Rice beat Houston. I love it. All right, so All right, to now we have big games. Yeah, big games. Let's talk them. Bring them in. Okay, Saturday, big lots of big games. A top ten matchup to start the morning, like mm -hmm. breakfast with a top ten matchup. Seven Penn State at three Ohio State, both undefeated on Fox at eleven a.m. Ohio State is four and a half point favorites at home. Who I got? Yeah, who do you who got going first? All right, I'm going to take Penn State. I'm going to take Penn and State. And Manny Diaz's defense? I am. I'm going to take Penn State to win on the road. I'm still not a 1,000% sold on Ohio State. I, again, they're a great team. They mm -hmm. are definitely in contention for the playoffs. But Did yeah. cover or win outright? I think they went outright. I'm saying Penn State comes in. Uh, Franklin's going to have his team ready. I, I'm, I'm taking Penn State. Cover All and right. Win. I'm going to take Ohio State to win and cover just because they're at home. That's yeah. the only reason. Um, all right. UCF and I just I just want to talk about the spread here. Uh -huh. um, they're not a great team, but they're at number six Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favored by nineteen. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Number six Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm. I, I could see Oklahoma pulling away and covering that. Uh, yeah. By nineteen, you think they're covering nineteen? Yeah. So I, feel, I to... think they feel hot and they're gonna put it on them. Okay. Why not? Yeah. You know, looking at that. Uh, I think OU wins that game. I think they win it easily. Um, UCF has been one of those teams that up and down ever since they faked the or claimed that national championship. They've just been <laughs> how embarrassing. They've been a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Look, I'm going to say OU definitely wins this game. 19. I don't think they cover. a lot. I think they pull a lot of their starters and they put, um, you know, their, their twos and threes in towards the end of the game. So I'm going to take OU to win and win by a lot, but not cover. Okay. Baylor two and four goes to Cincinnati two and four. And I only mentioned this because it's a big 12 game and you need like 12 streaming apps to find this game. It is Cincinnati's favored by a field goal at home. I mean, they couldn't be more evenly matched. They're both two and four. Who do you have? Uh, ba I, imagine Baylor's have they fallen so far that they're, uh, how the mighty have fallen. They're, they're going to lose to Cincinnati. Yeah. So for this one, I'm taking Cincinnati just because it's at home. Uh, okay. Again, this is a battle for the bottom. Neither one of them are, are great teams. They haven't shown really a whole lot to go on. But I'm going to say Cincinnati does have a decent fan base, and I think that'll factor in. So I'm I'll taking Cincinnati yeah. to win and cover only because they're at home. Um, I agree. Only because they're at home. 
I don't even know. I couldn't even name their quarterback. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything about Cincinnati. Uh, we don't play them, so I haven't followed. Yeah, right, right. All right. <laughs> They're in the conference. That's about it. Um, okay, Tennessee mm-hmm. did not want to beat out Aggies, but they pulled it off. Like yeah. nobody wanted to win that game. That was a crazy they, game. But they are five and one, and they are going to five and one Alabama. That's another top twenty-five matchup. Six Seven and one Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, six and one Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, they still haven't had a bye week. Well, but Alabama's favored by nine and a half at home. I take Alabama in this. I think, again. Win and cover? Win and cover. Uh, again, it's at home. They don't lose often at home. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Uh, yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, they never lose at home. Tennessee has looked like a, a solid team, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're a beat Bama at home, especially with Bama mad about still. About All right. I yeah. say Alabama does win, but no cover. Okay. I thought Tennessee's defense did enough to make um, the Aggies look to struggle last weekend mm-hmm. and with with Bama's offensive in, um, instability like uh, inconsistency I would say Tennessee can cover that nine and a half but Bama will win cool all right so this is a good one it's another big 12 matchup all right two foreign two teams that are both four and two mm-hmm. Oklahoma State they're surprisingly four and two even though they started with struggles West Virginia lost to Penn State looked hot and then they lost at Houston mm-hmm. so they have um, they, this is really weird too. They haven't played the same big 12 teams yet. So they haven't even had a mat, the similar opponent, mm-hmm. Oklahoma state lost at Iowa state, but beat K state and KU mm-hmm. West Virginia beat tech and at TCU, but then lost at Houston. Mm-hmm. So West Virginia is three and a half point favorites at home. Oh yeah. Look, and this game's in the afternoon, two 30. It is an afternoon game. West Virginia. That's still a hard place to play. And especially mm-hmm. after getting embarrassed, uh, against Houston and losing last minute and that heartbreaker for them. Uh, I don't see that. Oh, I'm still, while OSU is surging, uh, Oki light is surging. I don't know that they go into West Virginia with a team, a West Virginia team coming off of a loss like that. So I'm going to take West Virginia and I'm going to take West Virginia to cover. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually going to go with Oak state to win outright. Um, because I think that Houston loss is going to beat them twice. Okay. I feel like if this was a night game and in November, I would feel different. Um, but it's a midday game on a beautiful fall, early fall afternoon. Yeah. I, yeah. Got I'm going to say Oklahoma State. I feel like Oklahoma State is putting it together. Got it. Got it. Okay. So we'll get to the Texas game last. I'll, we don't have to pick this one. Virginia, North Carolina. Um, North Carolina is about to be 7 and 0. They're 23 point favorites. And the fighting Mac Browns. The fighting Mac Browns. <laughs> Texas Tech, 3 and 4. At BYU, 4 and 2. Texas Tech is going in as 4.5 point favorites. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, again, I've been saying this. I still think BYU is a sleeper team, mm-hmm. um, especially in the Big 12. In Provo, I'm going to take uh, we we've seen that tech doesn't necessarily play well in elevation. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to take uh, I'm taking BYU on this. So they they win at home, obviously cover with that. Uh-huh. Who you got? I'm going to say it's more of a field goal game. So I'm going to say they win but no cover. I I could see both tech wins but no cover. No, no, no. I'm sorry. BYU sorry. Yeah, BYU wins outright. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. never mind. So we're both taking BYU on that. I like it. Wait, uh, wait, wait. You had tech win and cover? No, I'm taking BYU on this. Okay, we both have the same. BYU wins. Yeah. All right, so upset. <laughs> upset alert. Tech. Upset alert. All right. All right. TCU uh, at K-State. Mm-hmm. TCU is four and three, two and two in conference. K-State is four and two, two and one in conference. 
Mm-hmm. What do you have taken that? Looking at uh, again, 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 two teams that haven't played the same teams yet. It's right. One. And this is a uh, KSU is favored uh, by six and a half on this one. Right. A little under a touchdown. So who are you taking? Only because they're at home. Kansas State win, no cover. I think it's more of a field goal game. Okay, cool. I'm going to take TCU on this. I think they are a surging team. Um, I I like K-State. They have been, you know, when we had the purple. They, they unleashed, had the, they they can't unleashed unleash. the freshman quarterback. They did. They did. But, again, Sonny Dykes really has recovered from just a pretty pitiful performance at the beginning of the season. I think TCU is another team that's surging. So I think they go on the road, and then the Battle of the Purples, I'm taking TCU to win and obviously cover. All right, wear purple to that game. <laughs> All right, we don't have to pick this. I just wanted to tell you that Michigan is 24-point favorites to Michigan State. Yeah, I'm fully Michigan aware. State. Thank you for that. For this, I didn't understand this one. Duke is playing good ball, and they're 14-point favorites at – I mean, underdogs, 14-point dogs at Florida State. Um, I'm going to pick Florida State to win that at home, but not cover 14. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like that. I whew, Again, Florida State, they're looking strong. I'm going to take Florida State to win, again, because it's at home. I think they cover as well. I think that's going to be oh, a great game. Cover? I, okay. I'm taking a win and cover for Florida wow. State. Yeah. Okay. Last game we're going to pick before Texas, 14 Utah. Physical. Um, can they follow the recipe of Notre Dame and manhandle USC on the lines? Uh, pressure Caleb Williams. Both teams only have one loss. USC is favored by about a touchdown, six and a half at home. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got? I'm taking Utah. I, I like Utah on this one. They're coming in again. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that Lincoln Riley has got his defense figured out at all. So I know it's a home game. I know that they were <laughs> again, not happy with their results. I'm still taking Utah on this. I think they're a more complete team uh, all around. So. Yeah, the recipe is always there to out physical a Lincoln Riley team. So, and if you can do it, you can win. I think Utah's <laughs> a team that can do it. Got it. So we both have Utah to win. Um, that game. Cover. Okay. All right, let's pick the Texas game. Twenty-three and a half point spread. Oh, I lost <laughs> my paper. Twenty-three and a half point spread at Houston. It is a three o'clock. Sorry, let me get my paper. <laughs> Yes, a 3 p.m. kickoff uh, in Houston at I'm can I just say I'm so happy that we're actually playing in Cougar Stadium rather than some crap like, like NRG. Yeah, or something else. yeah. I, I for, for the whole time I thought the game was at NRG because it's always some like it's when always, we play Rice. Right. So it's always. Yeah, I hate that, though. I absolutely yeah, hate I play college in games. In NFL stadiums, I think NFL stadiums are no fun. I'd rather check. They out, are not fun. I'd rather check out the, the stadium and you get more energy you get more of the college yeah. experience so yeah. i'm happy that we're playing at cougar's little stadium that's, that's the door Forty thousand seats it's yeah so cute it's, i love it all right who do you have in this one texas Again. texas win no cover okay i just 23 is just too much yeah yeah i oh. tend to agree with you if y'all were with us early on in the show i, I that 23 and a half that's a crazy thing to me but you know what? I've talked myself into it, and just so that we're not the same on everything, I'm going to say Texas wins and covers. Let's let's have them come out mad. Let's pick it. Ah, Texas wins and covers. Score score prediction on this yeah. one. You're going to make me do math yes. right now. Um, I think Texas gets their red zone stuff together, um, and I think, like I said, the O line comes out big and nasty and, and angry. I'm going to take Texas. Oh goodness gracious, 42. Can we cross that 50 point? Line against you. We, we're averaging like 33 or 34. Right I know, now. but I still think. Okay, so Texas 42 and then subtract whatever 24 is from that. I think Texas wins by 
That's 28. So no. you got to give them lower than 28. 20, I, you know what? I don't think U of H gets more than two touchdowns here. I think. Okay. Um, uh, so Texas 42, U of H 17. Wow. Big win. How about you? Okay. I, I'm still, until Texas blows past 35, I can't pick them to blow past 35. <laughs> okay. No matter who the defense is. So I'm more of a 34-21. Okay. So closer than we want it to be. You think you think Houston's going to score 21, three touchdowns against us? I think they're going to have something up their sleeve. All right. All right. Well, I there you have it. Tw There's 23 is just too much. It is a lot. I could see Texas winning 52 to 10, and I could also see it being a 27, <laughs> tw 27 24. All right. Well, there you have it. We've got, uh, I've got Texas at 42 17. Rocky is taking a slightly less aggressive approach. Not, that's an awful score. 34 <laughs> 31. 31. It's going to be 53. I love it. No, I, I love know. it. All right. Well, we've got 10 Texas. That's, I mean, I could see that happening. I like it. I like it. All right, y'all. Well, we've got about five minutes left, so it's time for us to get our rant on. Okay. Yeah? You like that? We got our, our one-minute rant. Uh, this is where we have things that we just got to get it off our chest. Just say, Yeah, just got to talk it. about it. And we set a timer, so we give ourselves one minute. And it doesn't have to be negativity. Just whatever we want to talk about for a minute. All right. All right. Tell me when your timer's ready. All I'm right. Play the book. You can't handle the truth. Say it with your chest. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. That's such a good line. I know. I love okay. it. All right. You can go. Oh, no, you, you can go first this okay. time. You ready? Yes. Minutes on the clock. Let's go. So I love to post pictures of my food. I love because food, I think part of enjoying food is also the presentation and yeah. the beauty and the color and food is beautiful. And so I love seeing pictures of things people cooked or when they're out to a great restaurant or when they're traveling. I love seeing people's pictures of food. So I found this and I had great Casa Garcia's today and my food was beautiful. And I saw this lady that was just mad, you know, you, my phone will never eat before I do and this and that. I'm like, Good. If you hit, she was just griping that people post pictures of their food. I'm like, if you don't like it, don't do it. Scroll on, <laughs> scroll on. I see beautiful food all the time, and it usually just makes me hungry yeah. and appreciate it. it makes it, me want to try it. It makes me want to try it. Yeah. it. Makes me want to go to that place. I love seeing people's beautiful food. I will continue to post pictures of my beautiful food, and that's it. I mean, post away whatever you want. It's your feed. All right, there you go. Look, you came oh, out of so time. Oh, you love my Casa Garcia pit. See? It was delicious. Keep going. I can't, I can't click. I there always double click on it's, accident. Yeah, man. it's this tech touchy. See, keep it, keep it coming. I, I like it was seeing, delicious. I like seeing food pics because it's like, especially you, you travel a lot of places. I'm like, ooh, that looks good. I want to try that. Food. I want to try that. Especially when people work oh, hard yeah. to present it really beautifully. Take a picture. Let your let your camera eat first. It's okay. I dig it. Anyway, all right. All right. I'm gonna I'm going in blind do. on this. Right, I, I don't I didn't have anything picked out. So we'll talk about alternate uniforms. Mm. I am so tired of this. Guys, look. CDC, I said this at the top of the hour when we started our show out, please stop tweeting CDC for alternate uniforms, y'all. It's not going to happen. We're the University of Texas We're at Austin. trying to make fetch happen. Yes, I'm trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> I can appreciate some different takes. I appreciate the creativity that goes in behind creating uh, new looks, alternates that Texas could use. Another thing I'm going to say, the only people that should be wearing Auburn Orange color block are softball and mm. basketball. Mm. I am not a fan of, I've seen some some of the renderings where it's just all burn orange head to toe. Color block is hard to pull off. And while burn orange is a beautiful color, 
no, hard pass. Stop doing it. Stop <laughs> tweeting CDC. Stop or asking black for on it black on black because it's not going to happen. <laughs> We're the University of Texas. It's not going to happen. Stop wasting the man's time. I'm going to come in under time at 58 seconds and rant. Wow, good job. <laughs> it's yeah, it's true. And they did have that special uh, hundred year anniversary with red the gold river, trim. With the gold trim. Right. So in another hundred years, you will get something a little. Give different. me gold trim. I'm good with that. Yeah. We don't mess with perfection. It's just, perfect. Just don't mess with. It's perfection. perfect. And and tagging CDC. <laughs> He's he's so kind about it's it, and, he, human and, and he puts fun things back. But yeah, I, I don't see the how burn that happens. pants. No <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Thank you. The burn orange pants. The color block on Texas. Again, I love burn orange. It's a great color. It looks great on everybody. But that color block with burn orange, mm -mm, hard pass. It's too much. Softball uniforms look phenomenal. In it. Oh, they look. Give so me the wind good. stripes in the burn orange. I was gonna say with the stripes. Gorgeous. Yes. Love it. Basketball, speaking of women, orange, bring it. Speaking of women, let's do this. Let's wrap it up with our women in sports. So softball, did they play tonight against the Aggies on LHN? Uh, I don't think. I thought it was tonight. We can double check. Double check your if if it is, get down to the to the stadium and watch the ladies play softball. I thought it was tonight, and it's going to be on LHN. Yeah, let's double check it. So we've got softball coming up. Of course, see, look, you have really fast internet. My internet's been yeah, out for a I while, and I miss internet. it. Um, yeah, it right, is, it's tonight. Yep, it is tonight. 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. So if you can get down to... And it's free. It's a McCombs free game. Field. Oh, it's free, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you can get down to McCombs, it's a great time. Perfect weather. Take your take your kids to watch and cheer for them. Yep, absolutely. And we would be remiss not to talk about uh, basketball is right around the corner. Yes. Both of our team, the men and the women, are coming in ranked. Um, we are looking at... The women ranked at, it depends on which, you know, poll you I've look at. I've seen 13, at. 14, 18. 13, 14 is where we're looking yeah. at. I think men's basketball came in at 18. 18. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, again, a lot of sports coming up. I know we are all football obsessed, but there's some really great sports on campus. And I will say this too, y'all. If you're proud of that Director's Cup that Texas has and Texas wins, you got to thank the women's sports for that. Rowing, soccer. Volleyball. Yeah, volleyball. yeah. Women's sports are what would have won Texas those director's cups recently. So mm -hmm. go out and support them. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's super fun. Again, Cooter, we appreciate. Yes, a minute is a long time, buddy. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> it's good. I love but, it. Another I cool, really cool women in sports for Texas is Rory Harmon is that the Dallas, the Dave Campbell's Texas basketball issue, they put Harmon on the cover, but also they, they put, um, Rory Harmon is the best and they scratched off woman player in the state of Texas Love player it. in Texas. So they're like, not even she just, is yeah, she watch. is a baller. Have fun watching her this year. She's a junior now, I think. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was mad respect. She's yeah. not even just the best female player. She's the best basketball player. She's so amazing. good job. Uh, Dave Campbell's Texas basketball issue for putting her on the cover. I love it. I love it. All right. And of course we are right on time. Volleyball. I got to give them a shout out oh, yes, do for it. beating Houston. Uh, they swept them. It was mm -hmm. a great series. Started out real strong. Had to use a little bit of Texas fight to come back. But volleyball is going to figure it out. They're uh, as always, we know Elliot is always going to have them looking good, getting better and volleyball's better. killing it. Check them out too. Uh, they play at TCU this weekend. So that's okay. a lot of fun. All right. Well, y'all, we always appreciate you. We thank you for the comments. Like, we, subscribe. Yeah. Make sure you're doing all those things. Please do. Please sure that you like and subscribe. Maybe I can get the tag right on this this time. It is at TS unfiltered. Got it. Make sure oh, you're liking and subscribing. Our up now. Hey, at look some at point that. They, they <laughs> Thanks, BK. We appreciate we you appreciate swapping you. that out. Definitely just hit that subscribe button up top. 
uh, follow us for live content. You want to know, set an alert because we'll be at the game this weekend. You love that we're posting on posting pictures and videos and fun stuff from the game. Absolutely. Hit us up on Twitter. I am at Texas Fancy Boots. She is at Rocky Knows Best. We will be in Houston. Hit us up. Come say hi. We'll, 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 oh, we'll have a drink with you. Yeah, yeah, we'll be tailgating. So uh, as always, I'm Megan. I'm Rocky. And we are Fire the Cannon.